Those other podcasts keep telling the same old stories over and over. Nobody cares about the swerve, bro. We provide you with new content. Now this is fucking entertainment. TMB Studios. It's what you want. This is Omen Knight, the working team captain, giving you a pair of the beats and the lumps. And you are listening to the SWN Stoleball Wrestling Network. Now get to work. Okay, let's do this fucking shit. What's up, everyone? It's me, Caleb Stoleball, here with another edition of the SWN, the Stoleball Wrestling Network podcast. You gotta add, like, a little echo something <laughs> I don't know, but uh, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for joining me here on this edition of the SWN Snowball Wrestling Network podcast. Uh, I hope you're all doing great. I hope everyone's feeling well, and you know, it seems like a cliche at this point to say all of that, but hey, it, I, I truly do mean it. Uh, it seems like all of this stuff is starting to kind of lighten up now, and uh, hopefully everything's going to start to get somewhat back to normal you know who knows at, at this point but uh I, I'm, I'm so excited uh, for this episode because he is returning once again he is the one he is the only mr tmb studios himself chris mother effing dickens chris what is going on my man there ain't much going on but guess what i'm not just returning i'm returning right beside caleb stovall we are right say. here in TMB Studios, we're no longer doing this online over Skype, over any of the little social media cliches that you've been seeing over the past couple of weeks. We are live and in person, right here, right now. What's going on, SWN Fan Nation? What's right happening, Mister? Right Kenny? now, I'll there's do that. no other place. No, okay, that, that's sorry. just that's just stupid. <laughs> God, you sound dumb. Well, you always sound like that. Yeah, but you really, really sound... Your mom might be ashamed of you. Shut up. You're not my mom. My mom's proud of me. (laughs) (laughs) He says that, and that's funny, because I actually saw that post. So, yeah, I can't say anything against that. His mom is proud of him. Shut up. (laughs) Proud of that... Proud of that... uh, What is it? Fuck you! We're moving on! This is my show! that you had? This is my show! Shut up! You showed more teeth than a gecko. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> All right. You look anyway. like you're trying to sell me car insurance or something with that photograph. Uh, trust me, I couldn't sell you anything. <laughs> <laughs> Not right now, because I'm broke as hell. This pandemic's done kick my bank account's ass. <laughs> we literally God. just had a spit take, people. We live and in person. <laughs> Oh, God. Excuse See, me, why are you the kid? They, uh, was it uh, Copeland? No, COVID-19? <laughs> I'll blow! What the the winner got. I don't care. Okay. You know what? This this program is about to go completely This program off is track. brought to you so by let's... Cracker Barrel Old Country Stores. <laughs> <laughs> I need money! Go spend! Yeah, because he's about to be out of a job after that one. Probably. <laughs> anyway, I can right now. What are you trying to do? What? <laughs> That's what we're looking for. Why can't you be bike them young buck boys? Just super kick! What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. They, Were you they... trying to do Daniel Main there? Like, like what who are you trying to do? Look, nobody tries to do Daniel Main. It just comes out. Okay? Um, nobody can do Daniel like Daniel. 
I mean, Daniel does Daniel every night in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, God. I'm very sorry, Daniel. He is so going to kick your ass and send you Well, I'm not going to kick his ass. I'm going to end up sending him hate mail to start with, and then I'm going to leave poo bags lit on fire on his front porch. <laughs> I have plenty of access to that. I work with pets all the Still, time. Still, I can't get over, like, every time I actually think, though, of Daniel, there's just one time in particular was when he had, <laughs> they had the Survivor Series-style match of Flatline. Yeah. And he comes in, he gets tagged in, and he hits the guy one time. Like, he just hits him, then he gets tagged back out, and he just goes, Yeah! <laughs> he looked like fucking Hercule from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I did a thing. <laughs> that was the best move I ever did in my life. <laughs> no, it was the mainframe that, like, James Kitchens fucking sold like the rock. Oh, basically. Jesus Christ. Oh, but anyways, definitely, now that the car hasn't just gone off the tracks, it's gone off the cliff. Got off the cliff, went through Harlem, got some weed, and came back. All right, Guarantee you on that one. Well, we're waiting. Anyway... <laughs> So like Rob Van Dam getting ready for a match against Sabu. Oh, God. Wait, where are they at? Did the building catch on fire? We're anyway. ready. Anyway. All right. Anyway. Paul Heyman. Anyway. That's how they get ready for that match. Well, you know what? Speaking of Paul Heyman, just fucking do it. Let's talk about... Okay. Yes. Brought anyway. it back down to reality. Yeah, no, we had to. We yeah, and, and we got to because still, while it seems like nothing's going on in wrestling, a lot is still going on in Jesus. wrestling. Um, without fans, nonetheless. Yes, still. Um, which again, you know, me and Jay talked about this. Um, uh, on the last episode, I had Jay on the show. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm not feeling. This whole like like I can't wait till we get fans back in the arena. I dude, and here's the thing: AEW has been putting on good shows still, yeah. regardless. Um, some of WWE's has been all right. Uh, Impact Wrestling, I know, is trying. I can't get into Impact Wrestling whatsoever right now. I just I can't. I, I, I just I can't do it. I, I don't know why, but. Um, you know, uh, I think NWA Power just released some episodes. This might have been some episodes that they were able to get done beforehand or something like that. I don't know. I, I haven't been able to check them out. Um, and I know MLW is still releasing some stuff. Yeah. Um, not from empty arenas or anything. but No, but WWE and AEW are two vain ones uh, that everybody's focusing on with this empty arena thing. And of course, WWE in and among themselves... Uh, still considered, uh, what is it, um, important, uh, I guess. Oh, it's essential. Essential. essential We're, it's business. an essential business. Well, yes. I wonder why, because the motherfucker's on the same cabinet now as, like, Trump trying to fix the economy or something, or, like, like I heard something about that, and I'm just like, wait, really? Yeah, Vince like, McMahon is on the same Bored he just as... had a failed business happen to him twice in a row. Like, how is he going to help me? I wonder how that phone call went. You shut down the XFL? That's fine. I closed Trump Towers, too. You can come on the board. We know how to manage money. He definitely did not close Trump Maybe we Towers, should call but... China. Maybe they know <laughs> oh, how to manage money better. All right, so we're definitely getting off track. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but... but... 
yeah, yeah. we do have to talk about WWE because they just had money in the bank. Ugh. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, strange is yeah. all I'm going to say right now. Uh well, that's that ain't about the pay per view. That's about you singing that song. Why in the world did we go back? That that wasn't even the theme. But if you really want me to, you know, I, 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 I could do. Up. I could do the Shane O'Mac, or better oh, yet, Sean O'Mac. Sean O'Mac, <laughs> stop it! <laughs> oh God. Uh, anyways, okay, but Money in the Bank was uh, this past Sunday, and um, yes, we're, we're, I'm not gonna go over the whole thing. Uh, but but here's what here's what the interesting thing right off the bat before we talk about anything. Why did he start a pay-per-view at 7 p.m. and only last till not even 10? It ended at like 9.30. Well, what I, the fuck? What the fuck is going on according, now? According to what I read on some dirt sheets and uh, from, from certain news sources that Vince McMahon doesn't want to do full-blown pay-per-views until he can get back into a full-blown arena. Okay, I, I, he doesn't. I, he doesn't want to put on uh, full two, three hour pay per views, chock full of matches and everything until he gets a uh, arena full of people but, to do it in front of. Him. But then why did it start at seven p.m.? Pre, uh, apparently, that was because no, no, the pre show was at six. I don't know. It started at seven, ended at nine thirty. So it was like a two and a half hour pay per view. Dude, I'm confused. Like it's just. It's, he's just making these decisions out of the blue. It's like not even an announcement on it. Like no. it's like so like like I was watching it, and like when the Money in the Bank thing happened, I looked at it and I went, "Wait a minute! Like, what the hell? Like it's 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 they it wasn't even, early in, in fact evening. actually it wasn't even nine thirty. It was like nine twelve. It wasn't even nine twelve. It was like eight fifty when the Money in the Bank match was getting ready to start." Yeah, but then, like, and the thing apparently was only, like, that Money in the Bank segment, and we'll talk about it in a minute, but it was only three minutes long, apparently. Was it, it, it am I getting that right? Because that's what it said on the timestamp for uh, the WWE Network. I don't know. It just I really don't know, but we'll, we'll discuss that in a minute. I will say, though... Uh, the match of the night for me personally was Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. I will agree with that. Uh, that matchup was one of the most hard-hitting matches I've seen out of the two in a long time. Well, you knew that they were going to do that because Seth Rollins uh, is capable of having a good matchup with anybody. And Drew McIntyre, that's how he works yeah. and stuff like that. But. You know, so so they they probably had that understanding and everything. But like it was that. still a good match, and I, I love the ending to it. I yep. love how after the match was over, Drew held his hand out and told him, "You're you are a great leader, uh-huh. but you just wasn't the man tonight," and which was really interesting. I, 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 I like that. Um, I'll be real interested to see the kind of reaction to Drew. When uh, when fans get back into the arenas, don't you? Uh, it's gonna be a pop like no other, man. I, I guarantee you that most of your baby faces are gonna get pops like louder than ever, and your heels are gonna get booed louder than ever because people are just gonna want to do it. Well, that <laughs> that that is very true, but I, I, like a genuine reaction. Oh yeah, when it comes to definitely because they didn't get that opportunity to give him that reaction. 
It's very true. We we didn't get to give him that reaction when he won at Mania, which I even the match was what it what it was, but the, he still would have gotten a huge pop. It should have been bigger than what it was. It sh- it should have been saved. Well, in my honest opinion. Well, speaking but, of should have been bigger or better than what it was, uh, Braun Strowman versus <laughs> Bray Wyatt. Uh oh man, I didn't get to see that one. Well, I kind of like, I think I fell asleep before that match happened. Oh, that sucks. Well, just tell I didn't, the pay-per-view dude, was. I'll be honest. I didn't watch like half the pay-per-view. Like it just seemed like a bunch of filler. Yeah. There. It's it's like, what can we film and put on television? Uh, and then, charge uh, well, for? well, the, we had like a little bit, I wouldn't say like, like a lot, like I, I wouldn't really say cinematic in this matchup, but we had like some of the puppets show up. Uh, the um, the German pig, like oh, like, 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 like the, with the chocolate around. The chocolate, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That guy, uh, he showed up in, in the matchup and everything. I, you know, the match was okay. Um, you know, I, I've I've never really like disliked any Bray Wyatt matchup to be honest, nor have I really disliked a lot of Braun Strowman stuff. I, you know, I like Braun Strowman. Well, with the way they, the, these themed Bray Wyatt matches are going, it, it makes you wonder: Is Bray the well, one? Well, it's not the these? fiend though, right now. No, it's Bray Wyatt. It's Bray Wyatt because he, you know, kind of has a personal vendetta against you know Bray well, Wyatt. Yeah, the fiend's not going to come in until the fiend is ready, basically. Which right. I like that, you know. But it's still, I mean, some of the best segments that I've seen on SmackDown recently mm-hmm. are with the fiend. I haven't seen a lot of like Raw and SmackDown. I can't. Well, sit it's it. just you know when when Braun Strowman won the belt and they started that feud with him and Bray. Yeah, that was good. It was good quality. Yeah, you know that that it was you know something that caught my attention. And then I, I, I the like the whole yeah. I, I like the whole like un, unboxing and and you know he, he pulls, pulls out the sheep mask. Yeah, that one was pretty good. And think of like if that had been in front of a crowd and he had opened it up, they'd have been you'd they would have like, popped. Oh, they would have popped. Yeah, like you know that. So I don't know. I don't know where they're going uh, with that or whatnot. But um, yeah, let's just go ahead and talk about what you know <sighs> everyone was pretty much talking about after uh, the pay per view went off. Undertaker uh, <laughs> last ride. Documentary. Uh, well, okay, that's a very good point. <laughs> you know what's no, funny serious. about you know what's funny about that is I missed half of the pay per view to watch that it was already posted on the WWE Network, so I watched like that first before before I got to the, before I got to the damn. But I know he was talking about Money in the Bank, but everybody was talking about uh, the Undertaker's documentary, and we'll talk about that uh, afterwards. I do want to talk just yes. a little bit about that, but, but let's talk bank. about Money in the Bank now. Before we get into this, you know, we have to go back to WrestleMania where they had the two cinematic type matches. Yeah. And kind of, if you want to put it in there a little bit, Edge versus Orton also kind of had that. Like, it had multiple camera angles. And, yeah. And, you know, like I, like I said, it looked like one of the video games, basically. And a lot of people said that match was way too long, too, which it probably was. But um, anyways, so we go to uh, Money in the Bank, and and this kind of stems from WrestleMania, right? This was when we had, you know, the two cinematic matches at Mania. Yeah, we had the... Undertaker versus AJ AJ Styles Styles. that was fucking amazing. That was a great 
match. I you know I can say whatever you know about WWE, but I have to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, that was a good match. And you know how much I love AJ Styles. Right. Anyways, I'm an AJ Styles mark till the day I die. So like, I pray to God he's never on this show because he will tell you marking out to me. Well, actually, he will just kill you. Probably. He'll be like, because he'll be like, hey, wait a minute, I remember you. You were in that Christian show I was in. I hated you then. <laughs> AJ never did wrestle for WFJ. Joking. If he did, I, I don't thought he remember. did. He might have, but it might have been before my time. I just he had AJ. to have had. I just remember AJ from Anarchy Wrestling. That's when I remember AJ. Oh, okay. And then well, and then he I actually showed up to Anarchy after he left right. uh, TNA. You know. Yeah. He, well, he uh, was supposed to work Flatline, but then got signed by WWE. <laughs> I don't know if we're supposed to say that. Shut up. It's already been discussed. Never mind. Oh, it did? Yes. Yes. Uh, Well, shut up. Who cares? (laughs) Let's just move on anyways. But also, that matchup and the Firefly Funhouse match. Which was a clusterfuck of what the hell. (laughs) But I I still kind of like it. It was pretty good. I I I mean, it was a fever dream if everybody ever wanted to see. I understood what it was going for. Yeah, what it was going for. And I actually liked the ending to it. Like, I was just like, oh, that's awesome. The fiend pops up, you know, at the end and stuff like that. I will admit a lot of The main thing everybody was talking about from that match was John Cena in NWO gear. <laughs> yeah, mean all Kogan basically. Yeah, and then turn and, and turn around and it, it spawned a whole thing. John Cena's going heel. Yeah, right. Whatever. Okay. No, it's, okay. Whatever. Yeah, John Cena's leaving, motherfuckers. That's what's happening. Well, that yeah, that's very true. But that, back back to, back to this. The whole point is, it's they're, they're going for the cinematic wrestling match yeah because i have been hearing reports about that that vince mcmahon wants to do more cinematic style matches because he saw the success of it and he was just like oh wait a minute i like that you know i like that it's hollywood that's what i like to do well he's made that no secret i mean you you can't say that about the guy like like you can say whatever you want to and he's just like yeah I've been saying that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't do wrestling. Like, I do entertainment. Like, like everyone's just like, you're not wrestling. And he's just like, I know. That's exactly what I want. <laughs> like, I, do, I do entertainment. Anyways, so, yeah. He wants to do more cinematic matches. And when I heard the announcement of this, I, I actually literally did not realize that that is what they were doing. Was that you had to battle from the ground to the top. Of, of, you the know, Titan the, Towers. Yeah, WWE headquarters. And I was just like, wait a minute, are you serious? So automatically when I heard that, I was just like, oh, well then this is going to be a cinematic style match. Yeah. Everybody knows this. And then they made the announcement of it, it, it was going to be the men's and women's, but it was going on simultaneously. Yeah, then I was just like, whoa, okay. Yeah, well, now I don't know what to think about this, you know, kind of thing. So. Uh, yeah, anyways, so we get to the uh, match itself, right? And I think that because the other two were so successful, that there was a lot of anticipation for this, right? Yeah. Like, and so, you know, we open it up, and they're doing these weird-style entrances. Like, it was like, it was like, hey, you know, they had their entrance scenes playing in the background and stuff, and then they're just walking up. I'm sitting there going like, what the, in the Okay, let, let, let me go and clarify go some of this. The women's ones was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, they, they showed up and here's looked at a, each other. Here's what I don't understand. All right, look, I get that it's wrestling, 
but can we use some common sense that when you stand up and you look up and you see someone is on top of the thing clearly looking like they're about to jump off, like... Don't just stand there! Like, Move! Like, they all just stood there, which we obviously know why, but, like, just from a visual standpoint, it's like, it's like, why didn't she just, you know, kind of do that sooner? Because, like, yeah. she, she stood there taunting everyone, like, and then ooh, she just jumped. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like, you could have just like easily. But I, I like the, I like the way the men did it. Yeah, it was kind of corny. They had the interesting plan, but when they walked in and saw each other, they were trash talking. Oh like, yeah, well, the, the bad chat started too. yet, but we're gonna trash talk. The a bit. women were too, not though. as much as the men though. The men were trash talking. That's true. I, I, I guess I, I don't really. remember And as soon that as that much, um, sound effect bell rang. <laughs> I was oh like, my God. or I was like to call it. I, I, I was like, since I'm used to it. The AWF bell. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, seriously? Anyways, it would have sounded a lot better if they would have done it like it would have sounded. It would have sounded better intercom. if they had done it like they did it at WrestleMania with that bell sound with Owens and and Rollins. <laughs> oh Lord! But anyways, so <laughs> we, we we start off the match and everything, and they start on the ground floor. The men are battling in the in the iconic gym. I, I was I was like, oh my god, I can't I, I just I can't get over it. That brings back memories, right? That's where Hulk there, Hogan was lifting. That's not just that one, but it was also this is what I remember. This is what I remember. Uh, I take Ico Pro, Ico Pro. Bret Hart use it. The excellence of execution use it. <laughs> I just remember it in the Hulk Hogan video that was released. Hulk Hogan getting ready for his matchup. In the fucking gym and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, I know. Like the iconic gym, basically. And they're tearing that shit up, you know? like, like Yeah, they're, they're battling all over the place. And the reason this is happening is, you know, WWE is going to get a new headquarters eventually. It's no secret. They're, they were building one. They had to stop the building of it because of this pandemic. But they're going to be building one, so why not film one? <laughs> I guess, why not? But I don't know who came up with this idea. Like, like I guess they thought, hey, we need to spruce up the money in the bank like concept, I guess. I, I really don't know. But I don't know, but here the we, women's side was kind of... The women's side, there was a lot of things. Like, okay, this Stephanie scene, which I know you want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk and about it. And it's not in this perverted good way that he usually talks about Well, let's, for, let's, let's start on the ground floor. Let's start with the men. They were battling in the gym, as we said. Okay. And did you see when Baron Corbin threw the weight at the wall and, and hit the mirror and broke and put a big hole in the, the look he had on his face? Yeah. Like, I was like oh, shit. <laughs> I'm dead. But... That was good, and then Ray put the, um, uh, Otis putting the weights on AJ. Oh, <laughs> AJ's yeah. like, and AJ, Ray, help Ray, me! Ray, I'm gonna kill you! I'm gonna kill you! <laughs> that was good, I but the like women's that. was just like, Asuka dives on everybody, gets in the elevator, and they show scenes of her in the elevator dancing. Like, I, I don't Why? get the whole dancing for Oscar. Like, but, I, even when she backed into, like, the friggin', like, elevator, she was like, oh, like, 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 she's kind of stupid. Like, I was just like, what? And then, and then everybody congregates on the second floor. You see the women and the men, and Oscar's coming out of the elevator. And she kind of sneaks away, and then, all right, we go into the conference room. This is where we're talking about the, the, yeah. the Stephanie scene. Yeah. 
Dana Brooke. God, Jesus. Okay, look, all right. I think it was made known, right? It was advertised for about three weeks that that you had to go from the ground to the top of the roof. Why in the fuck would you think... Like, like, like why'd they make her look dumb? I, I don't know, but she beat everybody down, and she climbs on top of the desk and grabs the money in the bank briefcase. And when I'm watching this, I'm sitting there thinking, did I miss something? Did they announce that there was going to be a briefcase inside full of money? <laughs> that You know, it's like, hey, I got this briefcase full of money. That's what I want. I don't care about the contract. I care about the money. And then they cut to a... Obviously, previously, <laughs> I almost threw up in my mouth because as a producer, <laughs> I could tell that this was a previously recorded scene before the previously recorded scene. <laughs> you, this was filmed in a different room at a different time with Stephanie McMahon talking to Dana Brooke. So it's bright. They weren't it's even in the same fuzzy. shot. No, they wasn't in the same shot. It, it's a camera cut to Stephanie in a brighter room with a different view, talking to Dana Brooke about how dumb she is because that's not the money in the break briefcase. That's the money in the bank briefcase for the discussion. Money in the bank conference room. Conference room. And told her to clean Which up. I was just like, really? That, that's what you actually call it? Oh, yeah, and, and it's like... I don't fucking think Clean that. up this mess. Uh, what was it? Nia Jax's... Uh, Nia Jax. Nia Jax's, like... Nia Jax? Nia Jax, Nia Jax. I had a potato, potato, wrestler, botcher, whatever you want to call her. <laughs> um, like, puking on the floor, spitting up on the floor or something. I don't know. Uh, it's just, it was stupid. And I just sat there and I, I, I grabbed my head because even now I'm getting a headache from thinking about it. Because I mean, if Daniel Maine was money. if Daniel Maine was there, like, why did they do that camera cut? They should have filmed that at a different time <laughs> and use the same room. Use the same lighting. Jesus Christ, man! Just you, do the dials right. What You're would, not doing everything what would Jim correctly. Say that is the fucking most stupidest damn edit job I've ever seen in my fucking life. I did veteran OVW. And I made Brock Lesnar look like a fucking golden god. <laughs> you made Stephanie look actually like a housewife than a whore. That's a great job. <laughs> oh, Lord. She looked brighter than she really is, huh? Jesus. <laughs> Ugh. But oh, beyond God. that, we end up back to AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. And I like the fact that he's walking down the hall. And he turns, he sees a picture of Ray. He says, Ray, I'm, I'm going to beat, I'm coming. I'm coming to kill you, Ray. I'm going to kill you when I see you. He turns up. around, he sees a poster of Ray. He runs up to it, he's like, I'm kill you when I find you. You're dead, Ray. And then he goes down the hall and he stops. He turns, and it's the Undertaker's picture. Yeah, and he gets flashbacks. Yes, PTSD. Like we now oh, have. Wait, why the fuck, since we might as well just, you know, transition, because that's what we yes, do on the show. That's what we do. But. Here's my thing. Why the fuck did he just come back to Raw and there was nothing wrong with him? There's just nothing well, Apparently wrong. he has PTSD. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows Like how long they're going to keep that yeah, going. Because he's sitting there looking at the picture and he's having flashbacks of yeah. being kicked off the roof. And 
He he ignore he shakes it off and he goes to open a door and when he does it's a darkly lit room with, with the Undertaker coffin and the music is playing in the background, <laughs> background. and then like literally scenes from yeah, the flashback of him being buried and everything he's like no 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 way and then Alistair <laughs> Black kicks him and he falls into the room and Alistair Black closes the he's door like, no I'm sitting there going this door's unlocked. <laughs> Oh, I know. That's what, that's what made it so stupid. He's like, no! And he closes the door and walks away, and you hear AJ still screaming, no. And I'm like, just get up and open the fucking door, AJ. Well, you know, or is- turn on the light, AJ! <laughs> You're from Georgia! What the fuck is wrong with you? Flip the light switch, AJ. Don't you know we paid the electrical bill around here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, but... Ugh. Yeah, it, 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 that part was interesting, but the, the part that I really found interesting were two parts. There was a part, and I, I, I love these two parts. I don't care what anyone said. One was the fucking Ray goes into the bathroom, right? Who <laughs> <And laughs> should fucking appear out of nowhere with the stupidest look on his face? Which was Bruce fucking Pritchard as, as, man. Bro- as brother love. And he's like, hey, I love you. And not only did he say it, he said it as he was zipping up, up his, his pants. pants. <laughs> and then Ray looks at him and goes, I know, but I gotta go. And I'm like, what just happened here? And then he just goes over and washes his hands and shit like that. I just found it funny, though, that he says, I love you while zipping his pants, and Ray looks and smiles and goes, I know, but I gotta go. (laughs) What? I cannot wait to hear about this one on something to wrestle. I can't wait. It's it's gonna be great. Conrad's gonna roast him so great. I can't wait to hear it. So when you were zipping up your pants and uh, you told Ray Mysterio that you love him. That is the worst Conrad Thompson impersonation. Were you thinking about Blue Chew at that moment? Pretty sure Ray was. Oh God! Oh Lord! At least he wasn't thinking about Manscaped or something. Oh shit. Jesus! <laughs> oh, imagine if it had been Tony Schiavone. <laughs> oh God! He'd have been a shitty barista. <laughs> Definitely been fucking that one up. <laughs> oh Lord! Oh God! Anyways, it was great. Yeah, but then the other one. part, the part that was the best part to me, I don't care what anyone says, was I was just like somewhere along the way, somebody's going to end up in McMahon's office. I oh, know it. Oh God! And then who the two that should end up in front of him? AJ Styles and, and Daniel Bryan. And Daniel Bryan. Almost said Bryan Danielson. The top two guys of their eras in WWE. And they end up in McMahon's office and they're battling for a minute, right? And they're just battling. And then all of a sudden, like, like they mess up his chairs a little bit. And then they realize it's him. And then his music plays when he stands up. I was like, what the fuck? What's funny is is that while I was watching this, nobody else that was watching it with me knew it was McMahon's office. The telltale for me, they went through the doors. I saw the little conference room, and then I saw the T-Rex. The giant T-Rex on the When I saw the T-Rex head, I'm like, they're in McMahon's office. And my nephew sitting beside, how do you know that? I was like, red paint. T-Rex head. Yeah. I watched Edge and Christian show the reeks of total awesomeness. Yeah. I know! Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, it, it was great. Yeah, and then he turns around and stands but, up. I, but I, I love, though, like, 
Eric Bischoff, right, on, I think it was on the latest episode of 83 Weeks, right? Yeah. Like, Conrad, like, asked him, he was just like, he was just like, it's, is that, is that actually real and stuff like that? He's like, he's like, no, that's a shoot, brother. <laughs> like, 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 that's a shoot. He, he knows, he's seen it and shit like that. But, yeah, he stands up and his music is playing and he just looks and there's just dead silent and he's just like, out! <laughs> He just says out, and so they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they back out, and then AJ just goes, wait a minute, wait a minute, the chairs, the chairs, the chairs. chairs. And he's like, oh, okay. And so they go and they fix the chairs, and McMahon even just like, thank you, thank you. Yeah. And then when they leave the room, McMahon just graciously pumps out a couple of squirts of sanitizer. And runs sanitizer break. Sanitizer break. <laughs> Oh, okay. No, it, it was just players. perfect because I sat there and he sanitized. I was like, oh, 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 he's protecting himself from COVID-19. <laughs> Social distancing McMahon. <laughs> uh, yes, I don't know, but yeah. They, but then they're outside that. talking about it. <laughs> yeah, they were outside and it was just like, it was just like, oh, you, you acted like such a coward in there. He's like, me? You're the one that told, you're the one that said move the chairs back. I did, didn't I? I did, didn't I? And he fucking <laughs> continued. I don't care what you said. That's good stuff. That was good. I that was, that good, was stuff. good. Here's what I didn't like. This is two two spots in particular. Was one, there was a janitor just randomly working, oh, of course. And everyone managed to get through the damn thing without slipping. And then Dana Brooke comes in and she fucking slips and they make her look like an even more dumbass in this. Yeah, that was What the fuck is going stupid. on? I don't know if Dana's done something to piss somebody off or I, what, but yeah. I really don't know. I, it, as soon as I saw the janitor in the wet floor sign, I was like, somebody's taking a fall. And originally I thought it was going to be like Carmella or, you know, one of them. I wasn't Or expecting just Dana. all of them. You all know? of like, them. I wasn't expecting Dana. When I saw Dana Dana, I was like, yeah, she's been fucked up. Somewhere. But it was so stupid looking. It didn't even look like she fell. It was yeah, the it was worst. Dumb. <laughs> it, was it was dumb. That was the worst back bump I've ever <laughs> Maybe seen. that's why, because she can't take a bump worth of shit. Oh, well, whatever. Anyways, and then we finally get up to the roof. They finally wait, 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 wait. You skipped the part. I don't even know what I skipped. There My so- name is Paul Heyman, and I love big fat buffets. Okay, yeah, okay, so... Why would they just randomly have a buffet going? Yeah, they had a big fucking catering. With one guy one in there. One guy. And then everybody shows up, and all of a sudden, Otis, of all people, Otis, starts losing his mind, screams food fight, and then plasters Paul Heyman with a bowl of he rice. He looked like he was having a seizure. He did. <laughs> and I, my first thought was, when he screamed food fight, I'm like, this had to be wrote by Vince. Obviously. Because he loves food fights. They had the food fight, and then they had Nia Jax face off against Otis. While Otis is eating a fucking turkey sandwich. Yeah. And, and, and she power bombs like, Carmella Yeah, and through shit, the table, like, through and the table. all you see is Carmella's hand laid across her chest, and she's dead. That's <laughs> it. It's like, oh, yep, she's dead. Basically. And, and there was, like, no noise when that power bomb happened. No, like, it was just It was just... Like, like, it's like okay, fuck? end it, top. And then, like, Paul Heyman in this, like, I was just like, wait, what? Like, Why? 
Well, apparently there's some running joke with him in buffets or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. But, but then Otis makes his way to the kitchen. And, oh yeah, pies. Finds a fucking pie. And who well, shows hey, up? Well, hey there, everyone. Uh, oh, Vince, that looks like a great ass today, man. <laughs> I just want to kiss it so good. <laughs> I got, probably, Nick, I got probably... Nikki and Bree's mom, but yours, your ass will never compare to hers. <laughs> That's probably what he said to, Oh, you like that ass? Well, you'll love Otis's ass. Just drive right up beside it. <laughs> he comes up in the scooter talking about some people power. And I, I just, pie to the face. See, okay, here's, Why? Here's, here's here's where here's where the match is like really getting off track. And we might as well just go ahead and say it before we get to the finish. Oh. This is the problem with this is is the fact of there's too much comedy at this point. Yeah. I cannot take what is going on seriously. I do not know what they are fighting for at this point. Yeah, it's kind just, of thing. It, I like. I know what they're uh, fighting for, but there just has been so much Gaga that it's like, oh my god, there's just there's just all this unnecessary shit. The Bruce Pritchard thing, that one was great. We could have just done that, and then we could have the done the McMahon, and office. that would have been it because the McMahon office thing had to. It happen. had to happen. But the Stephanie McMahon, dude, if you're not even going to be in the same room, why the fuck are you going to? Yeah, play? what's the point? I, just, I I don't understand that. And, but finally we get to the fucking roof, right? And, you know, it's some good action, I guess, uh, throughout the well, thing. It's um, the women first that get there. Yeah, it's the women that get there first. And um, not a lot that happened in there. And finally Asuka uh, grabs it. and uh, After knocking uh, Baron Corbin off. Oh, yeah, like like... Baron Corbin tried to stop her, and I'm sitting there going, it doesn't matter! Like, like you could have just grabbed yours! What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that was stupid. I didn't understand that part. I, there's clearly... No, no! There's, you want a shot at the women's title? Is that what this is? There was clearly two briefcases. Like, you could have just grabbed your... I, I, don't, I don't fuck... I didn't get that logic. No, but, that was just dumb. Yeah, that one... That was just stupid. But Asuka... You know, won it, and she won it in a nice fashion. Yes, we did. And, and, and we'll talk about, though, um, uh, the aftermath of that uh, a little bit here in a minute. But then we get to the men finally getting it. Um, okay. <sighs> did someone from WWE take the archives of WCW... And watch Halloween Havoc recently and was just like, hey, I think we could do that better. Let's multiply them. <laughs> Seriously, a double homicide was basically committed <laughs> by Baron Corbin. What the fuck? Like, he throws Ray off the thing and there's not even that big of a screen. It's just Ray going, no, no. And then that's it. Like, it's pop. Yeah, like, it's like, like he's off. And then here comes... Uh, and Alistair then Black. Alistair Black, he throws him off the goddamn thing. And, and and here's the thing, they go to a camera shot of like of like the helicopter, you know, type camera shot, circling the building, and <laughs> they show the boxes where they where they land. They showed the boxes where they landed and shit like that. And then. 
So a double homicide is committed right yeah. now. And what's fun? What I find even more funny is when he threw him. And we were we 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 joke about you know the way that some of the wrestlers like like to take flips and shit. Yeah, they took a fucking flip. Oh, they took a flip bump. They took a flip bump. They didn't even do a. Flip. I'm sitting there. I was like, you can add Killer Instinct sound effects to this shit, and it would match up perfectly. It's like throw them off. Ah, uh, uh. I, I, or or here's here's the thought: you could use logic and not do that. Yeah, like, like. But the thing was, it's like he threw them. They flip and they just land like. Gingerly, like they're gonna take a fucking bump <laughs> in midair. Drop, like the drop wasn't even bad. Like, like literally, that you could see the boxes that were right there when they landed. It was oh my god. It's just, I, okay. Imagine if they would have missed that spot, <laughs> but it still wouldn't have mattered. There was enough room for them. Like they would have been fine. They would have been fine. It, 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 there was no way that they were going to die. Obviously, that's funny though, because Twitter blew up after this. With uh, Rip Ray Mysterio, we barely knew you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, fucking Aleister Black had a fucking ghost picture on He posted on a picture of thing. a ghost. It said the devil's blood. Like, Or, no, like, I, I actually don't even think it, it, it said anything. It's just a it's ghost. Just a picture of a ghost. So, so, it, yeah. so he had some fun with it. But anyways, we, we go back to the matchup, and then here's where I just... It, I, I lost it. Um... Baron Corbin goes up, and AJ Styles, you know, I guess, basically, they both grab the briefcase at the same time, and I'm thinking, oh, dear God, here we go. And AJ hits him off and has the briefcase and then somehow drops it out of his hands into Otis. And Otis is the men's money in the briefcase, or money in the bank. Uh, winner. And here's here's something that uh, this is some logic that I never understood. Looking at this, I don't match. know how we have logic. Look, we don't. It's fucking out the window at this point. Just like Aleister Black and Rey Mysterio off the building. Uh, okay, the women's part. They showed Nia Jax climbing the ladder. She obviously weighs about the same as Otis, but when Otis comes out to climb the ladder, he breaks the rungs. Maybe what? You use more force. Oh yeah, fat bitch. I uh, I, I, does it I, make fucking sense? This dude, uh, everything about bitch, you suck. Everything about or did this. Stephanie write this in a separate room? No, <laughs> no, it, it's just everything about this didn't make sense. Oh, um, I look, I liked some of it. Like, like I was enjoying some of it. And then it got too much. Yeah. Like, like I understood what they were going for. I understood the concept. I don't understand why we're taking, you know, the money in the bank thing, though, to, for it or something like that. I don't know. But it just... Uh... Oh, I forgot AJ died, too. He's on top of the ladder telling Otis to stop, and then the ladder gets pushed over, and he flips off the building. <laughs> he does? I didn't even see that. When the fuck did that happen? At the end of the match, he's oh. telling Otis to stop, and then somebody gets, I think it's Baron, pushes the ladder over or something, and he flips off the ladder. Oh, I don't, dude, I don't even remember at that point. But, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. Like, if, if you haven't seen it, go see it for yourself. Um, yeah, make it, your it, it, is worth, it is worth checking out. That, 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 that is what I will say. It is worth watching. 
uh, you know, whether or not you want to watch it again or whether or not you don't like it or anything, that, that's up to you. It's but worth watching once at least. I, I, it, it, it's an interesting co- But I think because there was so much anticipation for their cinematic style matches now that, you know, it's going to be hard to... First of all, it's going to be hard to live up to Undertaker yeah. and AJ Styles doing that. All right? And, and then, you know, you tried to just do too much. I just... I got what they were going for, but there was just too much trying to be funny and yeah. stuff like that. Like, like again, I didn't need the Dana Brooks slipping on water. I didn't need... Uh, I like the AJ Styles Undertaker thing. I like that part. Showed a little bit that, you know, he's, you know, still suffering from that. And maybe they might turn that into a storyline, which if you think about it, they should. It makes sense. Uh, you know, kind of thing. But... Yeah, I like that. I did not like the basically again double homicide that was committed on. T- like, like really? Like, yeah. like, like, like we're just gonna throw that in there? Like, it's just not gonna mean anything. And here's why I say it's not gonna mean anything because literally the very next night on Raw, the two were in a fucking tag match together with no mention of them flying off the roof. I don't know if there was, there might have been like some backstage segment or some shit. I don't know. I, don't know, I didn't watch Raw enough. I, again, I, 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 didn't, I didn't watch Raw, but here's the thing. I, I, I did see, though, you know, some stuff on Facebook about it. But, again, like, so we're just going to throw them off the roof, and then, you know, just nothing happened. So they not only did what WCW did, but they did it worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, they just didn't have like, any. wow, Paul White's really teaching them how to do it now, huh? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they, maybe that's who sure the stunt. Sure, you got to fall off a roof and come back the next night. Maybe that's who the stunt coordinator was. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Well, he's doing his own show on Netflix, so obviously he knows how to coordinate. I was about to say, he does have that, which is actually pretty good. It is a good show. I did like it. So, Uh, But, yeah, anyways, so the women's money in the bank, though, we find out going into Raw the very next night that uh, it was not for. Because I was wondering, I was was like, okay, well, then how's this cash-in going to work, I guess, you know? Well... It's not going to be a cash-in. Actually, what it was for was for the Women's Championship. And this comes from uh, Becky Lynch had a very big announcement uh, that they teased all day. And um, I was wondering about this because I had noticed something. I was like, I was like, you know, I haven't watched much Raw, but from the clips that I have seen, I have not seen Becky since WrestleMania. So I was kind of wondering. I was like, I was, I was like, where is Becky? I was, I was like, is she injured or whatnot? You know, I didn't know. So then she had a big announcement, right? And she comes out and she says, "This, uh, the matchup last night was not for the Money in the Bank, but it was for the Women's Championship." And so Oscar is just like, "Oh my God, I won the title!" And then Becky makes her announcement, which is, "All right, will you go be a warrior? I'm gonna go be a mom." And Oscar went what, and everyone, everyone around went, the world what? went went what, like, and yes, Becky Lynch uh, announced that she will be stepping away from the ring for basically nine months now 
because yeah, she's pregnant, she's pregnant. and she's pregnant uh, with Seth Rollins' child. Obviously, they've been dating for a while, and they're uh, engaged to be married. Yeah, um, I couldn't be happier for the two of them. That's oh. amazing. But you could tell she was emotionally distraught about leaving. She didn't want to. Well, obviously, I mean, look at she is she is Stone Cold Steve Austin of the women's division. She literally. She became bigger than any woman has in history. This is true. This is not up for debate either. You can say who is the best women's wrestler of all time, and God knows there's a lot of them, but none of them have been able to draw money like Becky Lynch has. None of them have headlined WrestleMania like Becky Lynch has. You can say Charlotte did, but I don't give a fuck about that. You can say Ronda Rousey did. No. Ronda Rousey made her name in a fucking... Uh, UFC, yeah. that doesn't count. I'm talking from the ground up. Becky Lynch went on this historic run. And where she she legit got huge reactions. And I don't think it was so... Like, here's the thing. I think everyone... Like, when she turned heel, right? When she turned heel on Charlotte, I don't think it was so much that people wanted to buck the system and, and cheer for you know, her because she was a heel. I think it was generally because the people could sense her frustration yeah. and they felt the same way. Like, they were just like, why, are, why am I coming out smiling all the time? Why am I on this hot streak and then I lose all of a sudden? Or, or like, why haven't I done anything? There's more to me. You know, because I go back, right? I go back to the matchup that she had with Sasha Banks at NXT TakeOver. Um, and it actually had um, Unstoppable. That's right. Yeah. I'll never forget that name of, of that NXT because, all right, not only did they have the cool thing, I, I, and I can't remember what happened in the main event that night, but what but I they remember... they were a main event. They were one of the well, main events. Well, they were one of the main events, yes. And what I, and what I was going to say was... They had a music video opening to their matchup. Like, like they had a music video, you know, like they the, would... The video package. Yeah, and guess who it was? Motionless and fucking white, yes. Unstoppable. Their song, Unstoppable. I was just like, oh my god, like, like these two got that. And then the matchup they had... Oh, the was... matchup that they had was in fucking credible. Like, it was five stars, no fucking doubt kind of thing. Like... It was amazing, and I always said, and I and like I knew, like here's the thing, you know, Sasha Banks can give that. Even in NXT, you were like, well, we're not surprised Sasha Banks did good in that uh-huh. matchup. But it was Becky Lynch that night who I was just like, that's the one that really broke out that night because she like showed that, oh no, there's more to her and everything yeah. like that. And and here again, it's one of the best women's matches I've ever watched i like I, I i put it up against any women's match I'm, I'm i'm serious if you have not seen it nxt takeover unstoppable becky lynch versus sasha banks for the nxt women's champion uh it was just incredible and so the fact that you know she started there and then you know she went to the main roster and she goes kind of down in history as like the first smackdown women's champion because yeah. they didn't have that before. And she was the first draft pick when they when they did the draft again. Right. Shane brought her over to SmackDown. And it right. Was a big thing. And she, so she wins that belt, and then what does she do after that? Nothing. Nothing. Well, that's because 
uh, you know, Alexa Bliss broke out. Sasha Banks and Charlotte were killing it on, you know, Raw and stuff like that. And so she kind of just, like, in WWE's eyes, just faded into the background. You know, she, she, I, I don't know. I just, I don't think they had any plans for her or whatnot. But then, just somehow, all of a sudden, she turns heel, and she just became, like, she basically went on a Stone Cold Steve Austin run. Like, it was that yeah. organic. And again, I, I just, I, I don't think it was because, you know, people wanted to, you know, not necessarily get into the whole not cheering for her kind of thing, but I just think it was just like not like like we can't help it. We've kind of been waiting for her to do this, like, right? You know, like we've kind of been waiting for her to show some mean streak. And boy, did she do it! Like when she oh she let it loose. Like when she fucking attacked Charlotte, like out of the crowd, she like she like took off. Like Charlotte was you know uh, I guess high fiving the fans on SmackDown and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, like, Becky just, like, attacks her and takes off, you know, the disguise in the crowd. And the pop, I was just like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> she got a huge reaction. But I think the real, like, telltale sign of her was that Monday Night Raw, when it was Survivor Series and it was just Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah. And Ronda Rousey's the champion and shit like that on Raw. Well, Becky comes over, and she leads the charge for the SmackDown women, and it's just like, the pop that she got, it was just like, holy shit, like, they weren't popping because SmackDown no. women were in the they house. They were popping for Becky. Yeah, like, it just, like, it, it, like WWE just went, holy shit, like, what do we have here? Like, like what's going on? And then, you know, of course... Unfortunately, she got a concussion from that, you know, kind of thing. So, so you know, her momentum almost got halted, but it didn't. It grew bigger, mm-hmm. and then you know, she we finally get to WrestleMania. So she's had this just amazing dominant run ever since then. And this isn't an injury or anything like no. that. It's not like her career's over, you know, unless she wants it to be at this point. Right. But you know, it, it's just look, you know. The, this is the thing about being a woman. You have to, you know, take pregnancy into consideration. And, you know, when you're pregnant, you definitely can't be getting kicked in the gut or right. being slammed on, on the ground and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, Chris, like, 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 what are your thoughts on all of it? Uh, it it's just crazy because you're used to people taking injuries. You're used to people, uh, especially wrestlers, you know, taking time off for, you know, healing and stuff like that. But I like the way it was handled. I like the way that, you know, she she made it that the money in the bank was for the title because the title was inside the briefcase and whoever won it became the champion. And I like the way she announced it. You go be a warrior, I'm going to go be a mother. And just kind of like the whole world went into shock at that moment. That made it a special moment. It did, so. and you could tell Oscar was generally like, "What? What? What? Like, yeah. like, like she broke character." Yeah, kind she of did. Thing. She really, she did. really did. Like, she was just like, "Wait, what? Like, how can I not break character?" Like, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Now, the one with the reaction that I was curious about last night uh, on Monday night was Seth Rollins, and <laughs> just I don't know, he just kind of. Well, he's still in character mode. Yeah. His story's still gonna go on type of thing. Like... He kinda looked like he was in shock and awe and in disarray some ways. 
Well, obviously, because he, you know, he still has to perform that night, and his girlfriend's very emotional. Well, I well, think he his performed well his enough. Fiance. He's got a baby on the way. <laughs> well, okay, that's a different. That's <laughs> still a great performance, though. Okay, you're you're sick. Anyways, uh, there's something wrong with you. Anyways, <laughs> at least um, I don't have to have maybe, somebody else do the baptism. Maybe it's because it's <laughs> shut up. Well, he is the Messiah. <laughs> Baptized in the waters of raw. <laughs> oh God, no, no, just no. Anyways, but yeah, it's 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 an interesting situation. I don't think it's one that WWE ever thought. I don't think that they thought, oh yeah, we're gonna push a woman, and then all of a sudden, you know, she's gonna get pregnant. And Wonder how they're like gonna that. use it as a storyline, though. No, they're not gonna <laughs> use this as a storyline. You can. Already I said, I wonder tell. how they're going to use it in a storyline since. No, they're not. Like, like you can just kind of tell. They used Roman Reigns' freaking cancer against the uh, Well, I'm sure. Well, Shanna Baszler tweeted out something, so... Yeah, how stupid are you to to get pregnant in your run and, and something like uh, you're, you're going to have a... Uh, parasite. Parasite of a baby. Well, that's stupid. Like, like it, it's like It's like, um... I mean, and a lot a of woman, people are saying maybe Shayna Baszler's doing that because this is the point where they're going to bring back Ronda Rousey. Because why? Nobody, nobody else could take Shayna Baszler out. The only one that gave her a true fight was... Why would... Yeah, but why would... Why would Ronda Rousey attack her best friend? Shayna Baszler did talk against her, didn't she? Did she? She did. She oh, said something about, uh, about her on Twitter about her talking shit about wrestling. Maybe, may, maybe she might like be like, "Hey, you know, I don't like Becky Lynch as a competitor or anything like that." Blah blah <laughs> blah. But mother to mother, yeah, you don't say that kind of shit. Like, it kind could of be. Thing. Eh, which which would actually be pretty good. It I'm would. Not gonna lie. That it would, would be it great. Would be really great. I mean, okay, maybe in that sort of sense, yes. But they're not gonna like. You're not going to have the Monday Night Messiah, like, basically people making jokes about him being yeah. a dad or something like that. His storyline's still going to go on and stuff like that. This is just, you know, they basically just did that to be like, this is why she's going to be out for nine months. And give her a proper set. And actually, probably not nine months. It's probably going to be, you know, 12 or 13 months. 12 to 14, to give or take. And to be quite honest, you know... She might not come back at all eventually because think about it. Both of them on the road and trying to raise a kid like that. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. One of them's going to have to stay. Or this is very one true. of them's going to have to stay home. And it's going to, I would think it would have to be Becky. You know, like. She, she, I don't know. You know that, that that that's that's you know more personal for them to you know kind of figure out. But right. congratulations <sighs> to the two of them. Yes, it's, it's, most it's nothing. It, there's nothing wrong with it. Is is the whole point? It's 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 a happy moment and everything like that. She's not she's not injured. She can come back if she wants to and stuff like that. It's just a great moment. You know, it, it, it's a beautiful thing, and uh, I'm glad because the two are generally in love. Yes. And I'm happy for them. You know, it, it's always great to see that. Um, but, yeah, that begs the question. Who's going to be the face now of the women's division? And I'll answer that. Nobody. Because there's no. nobody that's going to get that kind of 
response no. like Becky did. No, it's not just a not. Go- it's there's not a snowball's chance in hell. There will be people that will be on top and stuff like that, but like because Charlotte will still be on top. Right. You know, I'm sure. I, first of all, I don't know if Ronda Rousey will come back to wrestling. I don't know if she has any interest. She in has. Back. She has had talks with WWE about it. And her whole tweet out was to draw some attention and get some heat. But of course, it, that's gonna, why I never really called it out. I was who, just like, who knows when or where? Well, it might be soon now because you know they kind of need her at this yeah. point. They they need some drawing power for the women because they're literally the drawing power is gone. Now they could you know revamp uh, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss is still huge. She had a fucking song done by a pop punk band. Yeah, <laughs> Bowling for Soup. Bowling for Soup, who's literally dating. It's literally about him dating Alexa Bliss. I was, I was like, only Bowling for Soup. That was amazing. But, you know, and you don't have Paige. No. Nope. You don't have AJ Lee. No. Nope. That, that probably, she could have rivaled Becky in popularity. You know, if she was to come back right now... That would actually save it. Um, there ain't I don't no way in hell. There ain't no way. I would shoot. Well, break. actually, actually, no. She, she could, because it, here's the thing: she doesn't hate WWE. She doesn't hate like you know. Obviously, CM Punk doesn't really hate WWE because well, he might. I don't know. <laughs> but that might be the only reason he accepted the Fox contract. He was like, wait a minute, I get to get paid for talking shit about them. All right. <laughs> But I don't know. Um, I think she wants to come back. Maybe I don't know. You know. So can you imagine watching Raw and all of a sudden you hear "Let's light it up"? And... Yeah, but it would. It God, if it was not in front of an audience. Yeah, if it was live on Raw with an empty arena, that would just uh, it, shit on it. I, it would. Well, hell, if it was in a pay per view and it was at the performance center and shit like yeah, that, it would, it would, it would it suck. It would suck. So no, you, I, it would have to be in front of an audience. But I don't know. Like I don't know what WWE are gonna do in this kind of case because it's just <laughs> it's gonna be hard to find someone who you know who just had it like Becky did. Yeah. So it ain't gonna happen. Uh, yeah. So it, it's 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 gonna be interesting. Uh, we're gonna talk about though some AEW when we come back. Uh, we're gonna take a brief intermission here for uh tmb studios it's not really an intermission it's more like two seconds but <laughs> come on back with us either way it's the stovall wrestling network i know we're supposed to do some sort of commercial or something like that man uh you know i'm not prepared for stuff like this look it's easy man you just gotta say one line that's it one one line okay yep. so uh well you picked up the, what was what's, what's the one line Look, look, it's easy to say, man. Look, all you got to do is say that 90s nostalgia is now on TMB Studios in podcast form, and we're talking about the 90s more than ever before. That simple. So, is that your line or my line? That's your line. Oh, well, you just said it. No, I said it because you said your line. So, so we're done here. No, we're not done. All you had to do was just say that 90s Nostalgia is on TMB Studios, and it's in podcast form, and we're talking about the 90s more than ever before. How hard is that for you to say? It's not, but you said it already. I know I said, I said it for say for you. Uh, well, well, I guess we're done here. Uh, no, no, we're not done. Oh, Jesus. Okay. 
Okay. Hey, hey just let's just start the commercial. It's already it's started. Already what? No, we don't start the commercial until I say start the commercial. I'm the guy in charge. Yeah, we don't TV start it. Studio, touch my bass productions. It's the same thing all over again. People telling us what to do. I tell you. Oh, what the? Nobody starts it. We didn't start this until somebody says '90s nostalgia's on TMB Studios. I guess we're done. I, I guess uh, I'm out of here. I'll talk to you later, brother. No, no, we're '90s nostalgia. Just say the freaking line. '90s nostalgia. Catch it exclusively on TMB Studios. You are currently listening to SWN, the Stoneball Wrestling Network, on TMB Studios. Alright, we are back here on the Stoneball Wrestling Network, and uh, let's talk about some AEW, right? Yes. So, so we have to talk about AEW. Not we're not going to necessarily talk about the storylines or anything like that, but the fact that they went back to live taping because you know they have uh, been taping from uh, from an undisclosed location in Georgia, yeah. which is uh, uh, I believe QT Marshall's uh, training facility. Yeah, is what it is doing in it. Wasn't that right? Yeah, that's where they filmed it, uh, and the police actually showed up. To make sure yes. that they were doing everything correctly, and they yes. filmed about a month's worth of uh, material. So yes, yes, uh, it, it was amazing. But uh, they returned live, and that means that they got everyone back. They got Jr. back on commentary along with Tony Schiavone and Excalibur. Although I'm not gonna lie, Chris, I loved Tony Schiavone and Chris Jericho. Yeah, Tony Schiavone and Chris Jericho. Their commentary was just uh, <coughs> that uh, sporadic, uh, unscripted, uncensored. You didn't know it was going to happen. That's exactly what Chris Jericho and Tony Schiavone's commentary was, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. He ain't got nothing to say. He's quiet. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yes, yes, Chris. Thank you for making me look like an idiot on my own show. Thank you so much. Anyway, actually, I just segued to save your ass, so you're good. Yeah, I know. Anyways, that's why I'm the best wingman on the planet, and okay. and Caleb Kitchens can kiss my ass. <laughs> Anyways, Kitchens, yeah, it, Kitchens. it was great. Um, yeah, it was great. Well, then maybe you should answer his challenge. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. It it, it it was great, but we had the whole team back, uh, and, and that means like we had everyone back. Well, almost everyone back. The young bucks still are not um, are not able to fly out there. Um, I believe Hangman Adam Page is not able to get there still, and a couple yeah. of other people. But we had a, a good uh, many people back, and we are still on the road to double or nothing. And that's going to be interesting because, you know, it was supposed to happen from the MGM Grand, but obviously that's not going to happen. So it's not going to be in front of a live audience. It's going to be in front of no fans. So another wrestling pay-per-view yeah. with, no, with no fans. Well, I mean, they're doing it correctly. They, they have uh, the talent standing out there in place of the fans. So you do get reactions, which is a plus. I mean, I don't see WWE it's still doing not that. the same. 
It, it's got that underground feel to it, though. That's what I like about it. Yeah, I mean, I can see that, but I mean, still, it's 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 just not the same as like you know an actual pop from the mm. audience and stuff like that. But it's hey, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. And you know, we've got at Double or Nothing one of the matches that's going to be happening is the finals of the TNT Championship with Cody Rhodes or just Cody. Versus Lance Archer. Ooh, that's going to be a good That's going to be a good match. And then we also got another one that was announced. It's going to be for the AEW title. John Moxley is going to put the title on the line versus Brody fucking Lee. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be came. Huge. He came out and uh, the whole, um, uh, uh, what are they called? Oh, the Dark, Dark Order. Order. Yeah, yeah. The whole Dark Order uh, came out and attacked John Moxley, and it was so funny because he was he was like, "I, I want a title shot," and he was and Moxley was just like, "Well, all you had to do was ask." <laughs> so, yeah. but they beat him down, and it's gonna happen. The AEW title, Brody Lee against John Moxley with no handcuffs on the on the two of them. So, good God, that's what are those gonna people? be. Incredibly insane. It's going to be great. I can't wait for it. I know, though, that there's something that you really wanted to talk about AEW or going on in AEW. A certain pineapple Pete. <laughs> okay, so um, we've talked about this before on the show, and it's our very own local boy. You can't call him a boy, he's a man. Um, pineapple Pete is what Chris Jericho likes to call him. But uh, Shug D. Sugar Duncan, uh, local Augusta native, uh, PWX alumni, uh, actually made his uh, um, AEW Dynamite debut, and he wrestled against, uh, what's his face, Sammy Guevara, in a a losing effort nonetheless, but still he wrestled Sammy Guevara. Well, uh, recent events had him and Chris Jericho come to blows. He literally, uh, Jericho pushed him in the crowd. He'd come back and slap Jericho across the face. Yeah. And this Wednesday night, it's Shug D, Pineapple Pete, Shug D, versus Le Champion, Chris Jericho. I know. In the main event for AEW Dynamite. How about that? And then he had his own segment on for AEW, AEW Road to Double or Nothing. I know. Isn't that amazing? That is crazy. So all of us here at uh, TMB Studios and SWN, uh, we're giving big shout-outs to you, Shug D. Uh, you're representing uh, Georgia, South Carolina wrestling to the fullest. You're telling your story. You're letting people see uh, the struggles that you've went through over the course of the past few years. And the fact that I've gotten the chance to work with you and know you and know what you're capable of. And, and Stovall, you were there when he was doing commentary for PWX that night. Yes, I was. Um, he, he got introduced um, at the event, and the crowd gave him a pretty nice reaction. Yeah, so the fact that you're actually getting your opportunities and you're just... I also is, called one of his matches at Viral Pro. You did. Viral Pro, and uh, I've watched some of his matches at Flatline. Yep. Um, not to mention the fact that I also worked uh, his short-lived um, tenure with um, Mike Margera in Grovetown, yep. uh, Shock Value Wrestling. And uh, he made some appearances in Impact Wrestling. Uh, yes, he's he's been in Impact Wrestling. Uh, he's been over in Japan. 
Uh, I, I even think he might have worked a couple of Evolve shows. I'm not really sure. Don't quote me on that. I, I think he might have done maybe a few. I really don't know. Maybe he did. I know I, I he's been exactly. in a lot of places. He's worked over in England quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but, but still, it, it's just it's so awesome to see him uh, it get his own little segment on AEW uh, enough to where it's just like, oh shit, like I want to see this match. Yeah, and the fact that you're going against Chris Jericho, who we've a said guy a million who times. has been known to make people yeah. literally. I mean, he's ma- he made Darby Allen. Hell, he made Fandango. He did. <laughs> he let, really let, did. Let's be honest. No one would have been doing that. No, They would not have been doing that dance the next night had it not been for Chris Jericho. This is very Fandango. true. Here's nothing the, against uh, Johnny Curtis or no, anything. No, but like here's that. the thing. is Jericho does, doesn't work with anybody. Okay? Uh, yes. If he recognizes talent, he's going to work with you. And obviously he sees a great potential talent in Shugdi. Yes. Got to. And, and, and I cannot wait till he wrestles Should D, and hopefully he has him on his podcast. Yeah, most definitely. I want to hear him on Talk is Jericho. That would be amazing. Because I listen to Talk is Jericho a lot. Uh, he, he's really good. Especially when he gets like the AEW guys immediately when they or when, immediately when they come from WWE. Like immediately. He had Brody Lee. Immediately he had... Uh, Moxley. Oh, he had the Revival on there. Um, the Revolt, you mean. Yeah, the Revolt. Whatever. <laughs> Actually, they're FTR. Yeah, FTR, but because it's fear the, the revolt, which is weird because the revolt was already a, a gimmick that was already being used. That's something like that, but yeah, no, it's it's FTR, fear the revolt, and the joke is the fuck the revival kind yeah. of thing. But and they mentioned that uh, on his uh, podcast. I did not know this because, like, Jericho was just like, "How did that start? Like, 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 what happened?" And he was just like. I think that they were just making a joke and then it took on a life of its own and maybe we didn't get that it was a joke at first like or something like that cuz we didn't really know them like like we'd never really like been in the same room with them. Well, here's so. the here's the funny thing. And it also was it was at the same time when like the Young Bucks were considered like the best tag team in the world and then the Revival you know, was really making headways and then there was a lot of people saying no, they're the best in the world. So like yeah. You know. We'll see the other thing about uh, about uh, the revival or the revolt or, or FTR, what do you want to call it? Um, on an episode of uh, Being the Elite, mm-hmm. uh, the Young Bucks actually end up getting, um, uh, I think it's a letter or something, and it says FTR on it. Well, you know, the last time they did something like that, Matt Hardy showed up. Yeah. So, you know, it, maybe. I, I really don't know. There's a bunch of different ways that this could do. But I'm curious how ro- uh, double or nothing is going to work because it's like, are, are we going to seriously have like a big pay per view and there's going to be no like fans there? Like, like you're going to have to pay money for that? Like, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, it's just the nine ninety nine thing on the network. Or I'm going to do this for Jay nine ninety nine. That's one thing, but we're talking like a single pay per view. And their pay-per-views are easily 30 40 or 50 bucks, Maybe even 60 you know, if, if you get, like, an Ultra HD thing or something like that. Right. So, are we, gonna, are we seriously going to charge that much? 
Or are they going to, you know, do what they have known to do in the past and maybe just give it away for free because of what's going on? That, that'd be interesting. They just put it on YouTube. That's what I would do. Yeah. I, I, I just give it. I just give it to everyone on YouTube because I mean, you could. You probably. They probably would make money doing it. Oh regardless. yeah. Regardless, you throw advertisements on it. You well, not just that, but even if they did offer it on pay per view, I'm, su- I'm sure people will still buy it. It's just for me personally, I just wouldn't do it. I would put it on YouTube because it's just like, hey, you know, like people would be willing to pay for this if it was, you know. Like an actual pay per view or something right. like that, but you know this is with no fans. It's just I don't know. We, 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 there could be a bunch of different things, but Tony Khan actually talks a lot about this. They have the AEW uh, uh, Unrestricted podcast. That's Tony Schiavone of all people, of course, and uh, Aubrey Edwards actually. Referee Aubrey Edwards. Wow, she's really good. Like I'm just like holy shit. Like she was made for like radio and podcasts and stuff like that. So um, she she's really good. But they had Tony Khan on it, and he was talking about um, what he's had to do through all of this. And he made it no secret. He's like he's like well you know I'm 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 just gonna be honest. You know we've lost you know a ton of money uh, off of you know venues that we've had to cancel and stuff like that so you know it hasn't been easy but he said he said we're still going to be here you know we're going to get right back at it and everything like that when when we can't allow fans and stuff like that and we they will be presenting blood and guts when there is a audience allowed to you know see it but until then he's not going to do that matchup so um and apparently chris you're going to find this interesting from a booking standpoint Guess who's been writing all of AEW television for quite a while now, but really over the past uh, month or so? Who? Tony Khan. Tony really? Khan. Tony Khan has been writing all of the AEW pretty shows pretty much, and Cody's only helped him a little bit. Like, like he 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 like he even said it. He presented it to Cody, and Cody just went, oh, "Wow, this is this is awesome! You came up with this?" He's like, "Yeah." So interesting because I, I, dude, they've been pointing this out for a minute, right? Tony Khan's been writing ever since they had that major ass botch with the Dark Order on that episode. It was like New Year's Eve or something like that, yeah. like, or it might have been right before that. But they, they just it, it, it rubbed people the wrong way or something like that. I don't know. Just it, 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 it was a bad situation. So Tony Khan took the reins and has been writing since. Well, I I can't say he hasn't been writing since then, but maybe he just took a bigger approach to it. I really don't know. But you know, the Young Bucks have been in California still. Yeah. Uh, Hangman Adam Page is not there and stuff like. Kenny Omega hasn't been able to you know communicate that much. Which Kenny just does the women. Yeah. Kenny's in charge of the, the women's women. division, yes. So he's not really like in creative or something as long as it's for the women. But Cody is really the only other one that really books stuff, I guess. I I've heard other stuff, you know, the young bucks book their stuff, Cody books his own stuff, obviously, and and that I can believe. But <laughs> 
But yeah, Tony Khan's the, been the one writing everything. So this is crazy. I mean, I know Tony Khan has been a wrestling fan for many, many years. Yes. He's followed the business. Yes. But look at this guy. He, he starts up a promotion with the hottest talent in the world at that moment. And then turns around and the first pay-per-view that they ever have, he's the guy who's, you know, setting the times. Knocked it out of the park. Knocked it out of the park. And timed the show, yeah. Yeah, perfectly. the show. It, it's something that takes years to do. He did in one day. And now he's writing television for wrestling. Well, it's his. What I mean, the hell, ultimately, man? Ultimately, it would be weird if he didn't because... You know, Eric Bischoff even said it. He's like, he's like, the person that ultimately writes the checks has the final say so in anything. He's like, I don't care if there is a guarantee, if you have a guaranteed contract that says you have creative control, as long as that person is filling out that contract, you don't have creative control. They do. This you is know? true. So Tony Khan, see, here's the thing too, and AEW wrestlers have said it. That yes, they have leeway as far as what they can do in matches. You know, how, you know the way that they put together matches and some other stuff, and the way that their character comes out. But there still has to be that voice that says, "Okay, well, you're going to lose this matchup, but you're going to win this matchup, and we've got this story planned." You know, kind of thing. And that guy is obviously Tony, Tony Khan. But it is amazing. How, because again, dude, I go back to that Atlanta show, man. If he was the one that wrote that show, then like I'm just like, dude, that was one of the greatest live shows I have ever been to in my life. I'm like, I have not had that kind of feeling since the first Monday Nitro that came to Augusta, Georgia. This is very true. Back in 1995, over like 25 years ago. And see, here's the thing that. He has over uh, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon does have his own venue down in, you know, Orlando. Yes. The Performance Center. Yes. Well, Tony Khan, not only does he have venues all over Jacksonville, <laughs> but also with Cody, has connections in Georgia. Of course. And Georgia is getting ready to open up completely. And, and has 31st. connections with TNT. Yes. So, here's the thing. Tony Khan could easily do a studio audience show in Georgia before Vince McMahon has the opportunity to do anything. Hey, well, well. But at the same time. I don't know about that. I don't think they're going to go for like a studio audience. Well, I'm just saying, if he wanted to have an audience, he could. At yeah. any given moment, he's got more connections than Vince does. But he's he he's he basically said it though on the podcast. Like he told everyone, he said he said, "Look, if you do not feel comfortable coming to work right now, you know." So in fact, he told Jr. He's like, "Jr., I know how much you love wrestling. I know how much you love what you do. But listen, you you cannot. Uh, I cannot afford for you to get sick." And, and, you know, JR's like, well, I don't want to get sick and everything. Yeah. So, you know, he told JR, he's like, you're going to have to stay at home for a minute, you know, kind of thing. Uh, Excalibur, I don't really know. I, I guess it's because he lives uh, far. I think he he lives in California with the yeah. Bucks and stuff like that. So uh, he had to stay home. So you had Tony Schiavone and Chris Jericho, uh, which, again, was great. Yeah. 
But yeah, man, Tony Khan has been knocking it out of the park. Um, and again, you know, we talk about all those four lowings that happen in WWE. You know, let's not forget AEW cannot sign every single one of those people. No, even and nor do they want to. Even probably. Cody Rhodes says this isn't a sign your best friends get, uh, sort of thing. Uh, no, we won't be signing Heath Slater. No, we won't be signing this person. No, we won't be signing that person. Yeah, I mean, like they didn't even sign Marty Scroll. No, they now, didn't. Now, of course, he took the job of Ring of Honor, which I still want to know how that's going to work out. You know, obviously they can't do anything right now, but like I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious how that's going to work out. But yeah, they didn't even sign Marty Scroll, so you know they can't sign everybody. Are they going to go after the revival? Well, probably, obviously, because it's like we need more tag teams, and yeah. that's only a dream tag team matchup that everyone has wanted to see. So that would obviously be a seller for pay per view, yeah, <laughs> kind of thing, um, and. Let's see who else. They might go after someone like Rusev. I don't know. Is there really that much interest to have him in AEW? Maybe MLW wants to have him. Maybe NWA wants to have And, of course, people are going to be like, well, they're not, you know, they're not uh, uh, operating right now. Well, they will be. You know, they will be coming back. So, like, the NWA is going to need more talent. MLW is going to need more talent. ROH, hell, this might be the opportunity that ROH needs. They're like, holy shit, we could get all these people? Hell yeah, yeah let's get these people. You know? So, it, it's going to be interesting. But I'm looking forward to AEW double uh, double or nothing. I'm just looking forward to AEW, yes, period. Because, I agree. Um, you know, I don't even think this coronavirus has halted their momentum. No. I think it'll pick right back up where it left off. Oh, of course. That's a Did you see also on Dynamite the fucking street fight in the Jackson? Not in the uh, arena that they were in, but literally the Jacksonville Stadium. Sam and Guevara got hit by a fucking um, golf cart <laughs> with Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy driving the shit. It was amazing. It made a meme. Yeah, you made a meme out of that. I saw the meme. That was funny. Oh my god, it was great. I I just I I couldn't get over it. I'm I'm loving AEW though right now. Um, I can't wait to see what's gonna happen. And uh, you know that that's basically it for the wrestling news. And uh, we've got something fun coming uh, up here for you on the other side of the break. We're going to visit the past. We're going to visit some ROH. We talked about Marty Scroll and ROH. Well, we're going to look at some of ROH's history. We're going to look at two matches that are going to be amazing. AJ Styles versus Paul London and Tyler, or, and I'm sorry, uh, Brian Danielson versus Nigel McGinnis, the undisputed championship matchup uh, that's one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. So we're going to watch it live right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. Come on back with us. It's SWN. I'm begging you, don't pull that trigger. Don't ever tell the Marines to pull that trigger! Hey, I'm Survivor Payne, Bill Blanchard, and as United States Marines, we all live on this shoot! And we're going to do it right here on the Wrestling Shootout. We are going to shoot on all things professional wrestling. I will have every single guest that comes to my show. We're going to shoot now if it's WWE, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't care if it's the IWE, or Bio Pro, or even UCW. Is UCW still around? 
when we're going to get into that too, whether they come back or don't come back, or even where the hell we're going to see about WECCW. Wait, I know they're not but anyways, on the brand new season of the Wrestling Shootout, anytime comes to my damn show, lock on to let's back up, let's get ready to shoot, baby. I ain't holding back, and you never told Marine I can pull that trigger. You are currently listening to SWN, the Stoball Wrestling Network, on TMB Studios. All right, we're back. Here on the Stovall Wrestling Network, and it's uh, time for one of my new favorite uh, things that me and Chris uh, do on on this show. Whenever we have a chance to get together and stuff like that, this is what we're going to do from now on. Uh, it's a new fun little feature that we started uh, about a couple of episodes. It's back, been a minute. Right? It's been a couple of months since we did one, but yeah, <laughs> uh, we we did a watch along of in your house. Uh, was the oh last one yeah, we did. yeah, yeah. We we did two matches from In Your House, nineteen ninety seven. Um, I think it was uh, Revenge of Takers. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was Undertaker versus Mankind. Yes, and then it was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret the Hitman Hart. Yep, 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 yep. And so, that was awesome. So I figured we'd have some fun and let's and let's do it again. Only this time we're not going to do WWE. We're going to do Ring of Honor, R-O-H, R-O-H, R-O-H. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just uh, wanted to do that. Yeah, I know, right? Social distancing, it doesn't allow a crowd in here. <laughs> For real. But anyways, yeah, so uh, me and Chris here have got some food, and we're, we're going to have some mm-hmm. fun uh, watching, having a little party here, uh, watching some Ring of Honor. And the first one that we're going to start off with is... Uh, AJ Styles, the phenomenal AJ Styles, back when he first started in Ring of Honor, yes. versus Paul London. Good lord, that's a long time ago, and this is part of Ring of Honor's uh, Throwback Thursdays. Yes, yes, on their YouTube page, and uh, it's something that they do, and they've got a lot of good uh, stuff. Even with the coronavirus, that they've kept on just like pumping out matches yeah. on YouTube, so it's been cool. So. Without further ado, let's get it underway in a three, two, one, play. And we're, of course, getting this uh, beautiful uh, Ring of Honor Throwback Thursday logo to start with. Of course, of <laughs> course. And uh, in case you're wondering what we are eating, we are eating the ever-so-great Taco Bell. <laughs> and uh, this matchup is underway, Stovall. Well, it's, now, it's, it's actually hard to tell... If this is actually recent because of all the production in this. <laughs> <laughs> Number one contender trophy match. It's also hard to tell who's who because AJ was really young here. Yeah. And so was Paul London. And they're like wearing kind of matching gear there. <laughs> yeah. But, no, nah, it's, it's okay. It's good. Dude, look at the way, though, that the ring look like. It looks like a dojo almost. It does. It has better... Video quality than some of their most recent uh, material. I will say that. That's uh, not good because this no. was over like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> kind of saying the same thing when you look back at some of TNA stuff and the impact of now. Well, speaking of impact, <laughs> <laughs> there's live events taking place August 9th in Daytona. I hope you check ROHWrestling.com yeah, for I tickets. Know, I- I really hope that uh, people don't actually try to check that out. <laughs> oh. Now, this was back when Gabe Sapolsky was uh, was really running ROH at this time. 
So this was before Sinclair Broadcasting took over. Yep. No very, wonder everything very was really, really good. <laughs> yeah. I like how, you know, AJ and Paul, they're doing a lot of uh, traditional uh, grappling in the beginning. Well, and and AJ is like a, is like an amateur wrestler, like a legit amateur wrestler, too. This is true. But this was like back when he was just like, you know, learning... I don't even know if you can really say learning the ropes, but this was back like before he became even the AJ Styles now. Yeah. You know, but oh look at that. Yeah, that's that's definitely oh. that's definitely some stuff I like right there. Yeah, definitely. And I'm liking uh how they go seamlessly from move to move, from lock to lock. That's that's what makes it really good right now. And oh that Ooh. Stiff kick right to the rib cage from Paul London to AJ was just intense. But look at that. That's something you don't see much of these days. Good sportsmanship. That's one thing I do miss from Ring of Honor. Yeah, they kind of stopped doing that. I don't know why, because like I always felt like that was partly why the promo Oh, oh right in the back. And kick straight to the back. And now, AJ, <laughs> that was clever. That was fucking clever. You have to admit that. I that like was that. awesome. You're like, you kick me hard and fine. I'm going to kick you back. Shake my hand, too. <laughs> but it just goes to show that, you know, back then, Ring of Honor had something different from every other promotion. They had that honor code. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, I think that honor code has went out the window. But looking at this matchup, you could tell these are two of the guys... Who will eventually end up in in their prime, so to speak? But this was before all that happened, and they look terrific here. And you have to like remember that Paul London didn't really have that bad of a run in WWE. He, he was didn't. One of the longest reigning tag team champions. He really was with uh, Brian Kendrick. Yeah, the Brian Kendrick. And now I, I I thought that they could have done so much more with that. Like they he could could've. he could have been a big star, but he probably was, you know. I mean, he wasn't destined for greatness <laughs> in any way, shape, or form with the way he debuted on SmackDown. But naked, running into Stephanie. But <laughs> oh my God! Please tell me that didn't actually that happen. actually happened. He actually that was that's how he debuted in WWE. Not not Paul London, but Brian Kendrick. Uh, ended up running into Stephanie McMahon naked. <laughs> okay. I am not joking. You can look that up. All right, well. Even though, even though that would be a, a great way to debut. All right, so I'm just going to. <laughs> I'm sure that is a great way. That's a great way for you to debut with Tessa Blanchard. We're not going there. I, I don't I don't go that way much more any day. <laughs> uh, just too much, too soon. Um, not even sure. I ain't going there. Okay, well, let's just get back let's to Let's get back this to the matchup. matchup. Oh, we got some shoving going on. A little bit of unsportsmanlike. Hey, back with the shake my hand. That was great. He's like, fuck yeah, you. I ain't shaking your hand He's no like, more. Fuck you. Now it's competition. He's, he probably said it the Christian way, but it was basically fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so about shaking your hand, you CLB? <laughs> And now this we're doing the, we're doing the uh, pace around the ring thing. If you're in wrestling, you know exactly what that is. Colorobo right there. That's you know trademark straight Southern style wrestling. No matter where you go, 
Every really? match in Georgia starts with a collar elbow tie-up if it's the lower grade independence. <laughs> really? It's the first thing you learn besides luckily, the bump. Luckily, the, uh, luckily this isn't the start of the match anymore. Thank Jesus. Oh, now they're getting... Oh, face-to-face, nose-to-nose. You know, right but here... Was, but, you know, going back to the Code of Honor thing, like, that was one of the things that allowed them to do just kind of simple booking, really, at yeah. times. Like, like they would have a fight without honor matchup, and you see they just shook hands again. This mm-hmm. is interesting. But, like, they would, like... So, like, they would have just a simple fight without honor matchup. And that fight without honor would allow them... It would basically just be a no-holds-barred matchup, but it was like, if you had a fight without honor, it was like, oh, shit, this is a big deal. Then yeah, these it, two it, really it, hate each really other. They really hate each other, yeah. Like, even the bad guys would do the code of honor. Mm-hmm. It was something unique and something different. It's something that's that right now is truly lacking in ROH. What I'm lacking right here, though... Is that every five minutes they do a move and one of them gets pissed Boom, off? Boom! There we go. <clears throat> he goes to shake your hand. Irish whip reversal. Oh, another reversal. And another reversal. Look at this. Belly to back. Uh, took him down. Look I like that kip up. Oh no! Nice. nice arm drag. Oh, and another one. This is chain wrestling at its finest. No, that's that's a steamboat arm drag right there. Yeah. Oh, Japanese. Oh, Japanese arm. Double drag. drop. I'm surprised they didn't kick each other in the nuts. There. Uh, they, yeah, I'm surprised. But look at that. That was and awesome. Standing, look, look at the crowd. Everybody clapping, showing appreciation for that. You've got to. That's that just great, great sportsmanship. Sports- well, that was great. Well, it was just good wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then Paul London is going to take a breather out on the. Look at that semi mustache he had. <laughs> Paul London, see, this was when the like he was like master of the shooting star press, actually, more so than yes, his tag team or his soon to be tag team partner Billy Kidman. Yeah, which I like Kidman in London, by the way. Yeah, they were a great tag team. They really and were. I felt like. Billy Kidman could have done more after, like when he turned heel. I was like, I was like, ooh, they could actually, I could do something with him. But they just yeah, they Tory they, they just put him backstage. <laughs> Wouldn't you? <laughs> and well, then and then Kidman uh, going for the Styles Clash. Nope. Here we go. Nope. Let me well, go well, out of that. He's going, like, fuck you. Going back to Kidman, the the problem with Kidman was is that I guess Kidman decided he wanted out of wrestling, and then he gained weight. <laughs> God, that serious. Oh, so, oh look so, at that! Whoa! Jesus! He got some serious air on that one. Wow. AJ always, like, jumps so high. Yeah, well, he jumped too high on that one and oh. torched his knee air a minute. Whoa! Oh. Well, I guarantee you this. Slid so. right into that one. That Jesus. Awesome. Right into the guardrail. This wow. match is so cool. Poor right AJ. Whose song is that? Oh, hello. That- are you serious? I'm Chris Dickens. Of course, I'm serious. That's 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 Mickey James. Is or, it? Uh, or yeah, yeah. That's when she was Alexis Leary. She's got me Leary right now. Never mind. Back to the match. Oh dear Christ! What? You expect anything less? Like again, you, you're a pervert and you have no manners. I don't give a crap. 
Never have, never will. <laughs> well, AJ doesn't give a crap right now about Paul Lund. <laughs> he doesn't really. <laughs> I pulled like a WCW thing. <laughs> well, I don't think right he's going to be apologizing to him. No, not time. anytime soon. Oh, nice baseball slide by London. Oh, drop toe hole oh. right into the guardrail head first. A little trash talking on there. You can tell he's trash talking because his hair jerked. (laughs) And now stomping on his back. He's pulling them kicks a little too much. Oh, I disagree. (laughs) How's he pulling them too much? I I think he's gracing the top of his head with the bottom of his shoe. Well, that's because he's taunting him. You know, what what people do to you every every day of your life. He's telling people to move out of the way. Wow. Did you really go there? Yeah, so he's trying to move people out of his way. Paul London definitely looking like an essay right here. Just like people move AJ away over from the you. rail. <laughs> here Price we go. Foot. Oh, that doesn't hurt. Oh, 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 Jesus. Nice. Kicked him back into the fans. That's awesome. And then the crowd showing their admiration. That oh nice AJ with the standing insecurity. That's like his signature insecurity. It really person. is. He's like one of the only people I know that do, well that can do it like he does. I guess. Yeah. It's everything he does. It's like I mean it's literally just done with such grace. Like it's like Eddie Guerrero basically. Yeah, I and agree. That, with that sucks. Be, like Eddie Guerrero is no longer with us because I believe like if him and AJ were to have a match, it would. Oh man, that would have been a beautiful thing to see. Well, it would have like been the best match like of all time, like just out of any matchup. <laughs> oh, knife edge chop from AJ. Trading right. blows back and forth. Oh, nice! Another Enziguri. Yeah, Jesus. This is so good. It really is. It's just... But it's it's like... Ring of Honor's been doing this for years. Like, they've always had these awesome matches. But it's like... Paul London's uh, left arm is bleeding. Oh, no... Oh, dude, did you see that uh, neck breaker that yeah, AJ did? Yeah, he grabbed the side of him and pulled him down. It was so good. That was good. really good. That's one of AJ's, like, innovative type moves that he's done. And then, of course, there's Mickey James. Oh, yeah. We're not going there. I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be a good boy. What is wrong with you? I was born. Okay. Oh, he hit him so hard he got a sweat off his face. Yeah. Jesus. Nice. Here we go. Oh! Oh, Kicked kicked him back! Grab the leg. Oh, nice. Oh, he just kicked him, but London won't go down. No. Look at him. Oh, but London, yeah, look at that. He's not oh, going he's down. holding that leg. Look at him. Oh, look at that seat struggle. See, see, that's called selling, people. That's a rare art form, this mess. He ducked that Insiguri kick. AJ, oh, oh, wow, did you see that? Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. He literally wrenched his leg as AJ the went over the like Insiguri. literally giving him, like, innovation for that because they were just like wait a minute I thought he fucked up and yeah. then he was just like nope you only thought it did cause it's hey. called selling I think Mickey James was really skinny at this point well that would be because she has not had her WWE boob job yet 
Oh, she ain't got that Vince money yet. No, You're too that. skinny. Get a decom. She ain't got that. She ain't got that money to record a country album. Hardcore <laughs> country. Okay, never mind. Oh, speaking of hardcore country, yeah, I can't even like take that song seriously because all I get up. is like uh, flashbacks of <laughs> Orlando Jordan and Eric Young dancing in <laughs> <and> chaps. <laughs> I was just like, no. oh, oh God, that was in my head. I thought I forgot about it. <laughs> Jesus. That was oh, definitely speaking of forgetting where he's at, look at AJ right now. <laughs> but AJ's forgetting that he's in a wrestling match at the moment. He's just got to like loopy for a minute after London kicked him in the head a couple times. But London's working that that leg he just messed up a minute ago for quite a bit. Well, he works. I guess he's working on both of them because he's like worked on both of them technically. I guess. Yeah. AJ just. I want to see him do a shooting star press, though. I'm not gonna lie, because he could. It like he at one point he could do it where like anywhere in the arena. Like he was like Rey Mysterio with a Frankensteiner, basically. Or the Hurricane Nirvana. Who was it on uh, Tough Enough that did the Shooting Star Press from a standing uh, point? Was that The Miz? Josh Matthews. Oh, it was Josh Matthews. Oh, Mr. Impact Wrestling now. Yeah. That was nice. He flipped over on that one. No, but I, I, I know what AJ's AJ? going for. Oh, he turned it into a brain buster, actually. No, but I, brain I, I love buster. that. I love that. Uh, it's like a... Suplex neck breaker that AJ Styles does. I don't know. He did this back in Ring of Honor, or was it not until uh, TNA that he started doing that? Uh, no, this was like he just started doing that on the independents. Okay. Uh, Paul London's this elbow. This is really definitely bleeding. like before he won the NWA Championship in uh, TNA. Oh yeah, back when TNA was a uh, was an independent promotion. Yeah, but Baseball did they ever really the look like an independent promotion? Yeah, no, they never did. They just never they, they never had that feel to it. Like like you look at Ring Ooh. of Honor and you can clearly tell like yes, this is independent. Well, that's because when they started, the, I mean, they had the fairgrounds, but it didn't look like a fairgrounds. It looked like an actual arena. Yeah. Oh, look at Ooh. that dropping the leg on that. I know that had to hurt. You know, I always wondered how Ring yeah. of Honor got from town to town. Because, I don't know, but like, I'm starting to wonder why they never, you know, cast Paul London as uh, David Arquette lookalike. Are you fucking serious? He looks like David Arquette right here. I mean, think about the Ready to Rumble. I, I don't want to think With that about stash and everything. I'm like, actually, wrestling's I'm not fake! See, I'm, I'm, I'm watching something that's actually good. <laughs> like, well, it did come out at a time where WCW was in his dying days, and Eric Bischoff wasn't a part of that movie like he was supposed to be. Yeah, actually, he was supposed to play Joe Pantoliano's uh, thing, which I'm just like, I'm so glad he didn't, because Joey Pants was amazing. He was the only... Well, him and Oliver Platt were the only good things about that movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But then, you know... No, if David Arquette ever that, has a... Uh, Life story. Then he needs to call, hire Paul London as a his stand-in. <laughs> oh, so so he should hire like Paul London to pretend to win the world title. Yeah, <laughs> in his like Dark Side of the Ring episode. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. He was the shadow part in the background. <laughs> oh oh that's man, too funny. I'm not even want to talk look about at, this. Look at the like 
Ring of Honor looks kind of like 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 you're in a martial arts tournament right now, doesn't it? Does. It, like, it like, looks like you're watching like the Karate Kid. <laughs> the Karate Kid was actually in a wrestling ring. <laughs> Another exchange of blows back and forth. Here we go. He's hitting him so hard, you can see the sweat coming off the back of his neck. Oh, yeah, look at it. Jesus. Oh. Damn. Oh, yeah, there we go. There we go, back and back forth. forth. It's just... God, oh! Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh. Forget about knocking the sweat off the back of his neck. He hit him so hard, he knocked all the fluid out of his body. Well, he had to make sure he flipped over. <laughs> <laughs> That's an AJ trademark right there. Like, you're, if I flip, you flip. <laughs> AJ, like, always did that spinning clothesline. So good. And AJ always flips. I'm so glad AJ Styles, though, was, like, not in WWE at this time. Because they had never done anything. No, they wouldn't have utilized him. He'd end up on Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, he would have been uh, one of those tragic tales. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, beautiful suplex. That's an AJ Styles suplex. Look at how, like, lengthy the fucking referee here looks. He looks like a gangling bunch of bones. Looks like somebody I used to know. Oh, me. If I had my hair cut and well, a there, freaking there, mohawk. There's no way he looks like you now. <laughs> no, not definitely. Oh, nice! Oh, nice. See, there you go. AJ, AJ Styles, still to this day, in his 40s, will like the land on his head to look like he got killed. He, he looks like he dies from the littlest of moves. Like, clothesline, he flipped. Landing on his neck. Well, you know, here's the thing. He is a little guy, so why not? You know, like, I guess... Here's the thing, if that's the way you want to sell it, sell it. Well, I guess he'll be remembered like that. Ric Flair took side bumps because he had an airplane crash. AJ Styles takes oh, flip bumps Look because at this. he wants to die. <laughs> oh, oh, I like this. Oh, yeah. Nice. That flipping DDT always gets me. Every time he did that DNA, it was just like a jaw-dropping moment. I loved it when like he did that against Sting, and then Sting reversed and then the Scorpion, Scorpion death, death drop. drop. Oh, I yeah. I was, like, I was like, that was awesome. That needed to happen like that. I always thought that that feud could have been better. It could have been. But, I mean, there was so many changing of the guard back then. A lot of things in TNA could have been better. Agreed on that. Eric Bischoff, actually, they've now, like, been talking about TNA the past couple of episodes on uh, 83 Weeks. And it's been interesting because I've been, like, very interested to hear his tale, but... That'll be for another day. Yeah. This is Ring of Honor. Yeah. And again, this is when, like, Gabe Sapolsky is, you know, booking and stuff like that. That explains a lot. Why it's good. (laughs) Yeah. Because it wasn't uh, taken over by a third-tier broadcasting company who doesn't know how to produce broadcasting. Well, I mean, dude, here's, here's the funny part about that is Sinclair has done, like, some good things for Ring of Honor. They've allowed them to be... In, in th- oh, am I going to see a shooting star press? Maybe, Here we maybe. go. Here we go. He's perched on that top rope. There it is. Shooting star oh, on the, the leg. leg. On the leg. Not as a thing. That was awesome. I think it might have hurt London oh, more than it hurt Styles. That was great. That was amazing. He got the shooting star. Like, like I saw it. 
And here we go. Oh, oh roll, roll up. up. Again, Ring of Honor like went for the fast count at this time, kind of like the yeah. ECW t- oh. type count, which I never understood. Like, well, like they were supposed the to be the uh, to the replacement for uh, ECW, and if they were up for in uh, the Northern Territories, a lot of them did it that way. I do believe. I wouldn't say that they are a replacement for ECW because well, they took the place after ECW went away. That they they ended up that's how they were born. They didn't have that library no more, right? Well, I mean, they didn't stay like they didn't do a show though for a while at the ECW arena. But I'm just saying is that once ECW filed for bankruptcy and was null and void, that's how um, this came to be through RF Video, right? Uh, I think well. Something like that. I, I don't remember exactly. I know Gabe Sapolsky had a lot to do with it, but Carrie Silken obviously had um, a lot to do with it. Um, so did Joe Coff. I don't know if Joe Coff came in until later, though. Headbutts. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like I really don't know. Like all of the history of Ring of Honor, as far as like from a financial point of view, or like a, you know... something we'd have to office. talk about on a future episode. Well, it is if we can find it, because I don't know anyone that knows those stories, like... I've never heard... Folks, if you're listening to this, if you've got any information on the history of Ring of Honor, please send it to the SWN Stovall Wrestling Network Facebook or Twitter. Or you can even message us on our Instagram, because uh, we need to know. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. Like, I really don't know, like... How they survive. AJ could barely stand on that middle rope. It's probably because it's slippery as fuck. It probably is. The sweat from all of us. But I just, I, I always liked Ring of Honor. I always, well, I love the matches. I never understood, like, some of the stories. Yet. Oh my god, there ain't no fucking way. He was going for it. <laughs> Deadfall, yeah, right in the middle of the deadfall. ring. He was just like, fuck. <laughs> Timber! <laughs> AJ, what are you getting ready to do here? I don't even know. He can't even get. Uh, oh, it doesn't oh, matter. Oh, whoa! No, you ain't getting up there. You. <laughs> what in oh, the world? Oh, that was terrible. That was really terrible. Wait a minute! Oh whoa, God! Whoa, oh whoa, God! Whoa, whoa. Oh, power bomb! Oh, now you Style splash! Style splash! Yes, I love that move. I wish he used that more often in WWE. They won't let him. I know, because they're so afraid he might break somebody's neck. Which actually, um. That was only one guy that almost came close to breaking his neck in WWE, and that was James Ellsworth, because he tucked his goddamn head. Because he's an idiot. Because you don't do that. Oh, he kicked out, but that's because there was too much lag time. Mm-hmm. I really kind of wish that that uh, mess-up didn't happen, but it did. Yeah, I'm trying to do that flip-up uh, Hey, at least scissors. they, they kind of still... The, sometimes mess-ups, though, really aren't as bad, though, if you think about it. Because think about it, like... Doesn't football players and, and football yeah. teams like Wait, what are we doing here? on a play? Oh, look at that. Oh, what in the hell? Oh, oh my God. Got the bag right into a cradle. Oh, oh, pinfall and we're done? He got it. Who he won? got it off of the AJ got it. No, wait a minute. Who won? Wait, who won? Is the... I just saw a fucking... Uh, I just saw, like, a double pin, or is it? Well, they're making an announcement, and I definitely saw an X sign. You know what? AJ Styles did not get the bridge on the German suplex because of his neck. It 
I think London took that wrong. Because you saw, like, Mickey James, she didn't even go to AJ first. She went to London. Yeah. We turned it up so we could hear. Um, I'm not saying a word about Mickey. Although that was a great camera angle. I'm sure it was, but only you could take a moment like this and turn it. What I do. Oh, wait a minute. AJ is the NWA champion. You just heard that, right? Yes. But I think, like, AJ... Like, I mean... Maybe. Yeah, you just heard right there the... Uh, yeah, he, he has both belts. He's uh, one half the tag champs, and he's uh, got the NWA title. But yeah, he was a draw? tag champs with uh, Amazing Red. I don't think he this counted was them both. Planned. Yeah, no, it doesn't look like it was planned. He counted them both, but like you saw him like like hit the X up like when London hit. So I'm assuming London got dropped on his head, which it definitely did look like that. It might have. London hadn't moved. He might have jumped too far. They're checking on him right now. I mean, obviously we know he's okay. He's clearly walking around today, <laughs> still yeah. doing this shit. So, you know, like obviously we know <laughs> he's good, but I don't know. Maybe that wasn't. I, I don't know if that was supposed to be planned. We're staring each other down. We're we gonna get another handshake here, or are we gonna get a hug? Or both. There's the end. Staring each other down. Still. There's the NWA belt right there. There it is. Both shoulders. Both men. They. Well, they you saw it. the ref like do the double pin there. Yeah. I'm not necessarily sure if London was like really that badly hurt or if just the ref would just want to be cautious oh there it is the handshake and the hug he's like I'm sorry I dropped you on your head AJ man. looked like a 16 year old high school kid who just got his braces taken out uh he looked like that in TNA I know dropped your belt buddy but oh that's okay cause I got the NWA title and that one's more prestigious obviously well, actually, him and um, Amazing Red are tag champs in ROH at this time, I think. Well, there you go, folks. That was AJ Styles versus Paul London from Ring of Honor. Man, yep. that was a hell of a fucking match, wasn't Very it? Very intense. Lot of st- a lot of stiff spots. Yeah, I mean, those guys probably knew each other very well and just, you know, that's how they did it. And Ring of Honor's always been known for being stiff. Oh, yeah. So, that's one match down. Yes. Two more to go. Yes, we so, do. So, take a break, and when we come back, match number two. Correct. All yes, right, folks. Yes, that, that, that's, that's what's going to happen, Chris. Thank you so much for doing that. <laughs> yeah, he needed that. His mind went warped because he's been watching this too much, and... He's just into the match, so he forgot he was actually doing a podcast! Yeah, right. Anyways. 
Yes, yes, we will be back with match two. We got more here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. Come on back with us. It's SWN. What's up, everybody? It is Blake Collins here with Chatter City. We are dropping the 411 on everything sports. It's baseball, football, basketball, anything and everything about sports, even the unique sports as well. Not only that, but we are also going to have spinoff shows related to the unique people within the CSRA area. Talking about music, talking about movies, different things like that. So you do not ever want to miss out on an episode of Chatter City because I guarantee you, you will not only learn something, but you also have a heyday and a half as well. This is Blake Collins signing off with Chatter City. Have a blessed rest of your day. Check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TMP Studios. All right, we are back here on the Stovall Wrestling Network, and we've got one more ROH matchup here for you uh, on this episode. And I cannot wait for this one because this is a matchup that I rant and I rave about, but I, I, I literally want to see. Chris's reaction to this matchup because this matchup, Chris, it's known by like I think if you look up greatest matches in the history of ROH, this would be number one. Like it, I've it, heard it you just, say that, it just would. It would definitely be, in my opinion, it's one of the top five matches of all time. It just it, it is, and I'm talking about Brian Danielson now known as Daniel Bryan, versus Nigel McGinnis, now known as, well, Nigel McGinnis the commentator. Uh, <laughs> anyways, but this was my... Mama Mia! <laughs> no, no uh, wrong. He, 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 I don't give a shit. Wrong one. You no, I know who you... He, we, he works right beside him. It's, it's like you're a possum. Anyways. <laughs> I don't eat roaches. <laughs> But anyways, uh um, But if I was, you'd be scared of me. I already know. Yeah. Mama would be smell. proud of that. <laughs> anyway. Only when I'm shooting the Okay. Anyways. There's well, a flashback. Yeah, no, throwback Thursday, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny because well ROH does do those, but this is not a throwback Thursday. These are three amazing Brian uh Danielson matches in ROH. Uh, and it's from the 18th anniversary collection. So it's three matches. So uh, tell them this time stamp. The right time here. stamp right now for this matchup is 59 minutes and 52 seconds for Brian Danielson versus Nigel McGinnis. And it is a full length matchup, as, yep. I, as I, I can uh, tell. Yeah, so. it's a 30 minute match. So, yeah, and th- again, this matchup is so good. It's for the unified. Uh, or it is to unify the ROH Pure Championship and the ROH uh, Championship. The World Championship. Which yeah. is, well, actually it wasn't called the World Championship. It was just called the ROH Championship. And this is how it became the ROH World Championship was because they combined the Pure and the ROH Championship. Okay. So, and the, uh, ROH, and the ROH Pure Championship has some unique rules to it. So basically, it's an old school style. In I wouldn't even say NWA is like, almost like Cowboy Bill Watts WCW era type thing, wow. where it's like you you can be thrown over the top rope. That that's uh, no problem. 
but you get you have a twenty count, all right, and then you have uh, you cannot use a closed fist, huh. so you have to like chop basically, like like the like you know back in the old school days, yeah, where, like a closed fist was illegal. Um, you get three rope breaks, so meaning so meaning you can only grab the rope three times to break something. The minute, like, either a pin, submission, or even just as simple as being in, like, an arm lock, and you go to the ropes to try to get him off, yeah, that counts as a rope break. And then after that, the ropes are come into play, and um, it doesn't matter if you reach the ropes. You're done. Wow. So, yeah. This is an interesting style way of doing it. So, let's not waste any more time. Let's get this match going in three Two, one, play. All right, we're starting it off with the announcements. Of course. Let's turn up the volume so we can hear it. First thing See? I notice is Caleb Stovall is a referee here. Shut up. <laughs> That's a nice stash you got. See, there's another thing. Wow. See? Well, that's because leading up to this, one of their matches ended in a double countout. Well, they are getting already getting excited. All right, and there you go. The code of honor is followed. Yep, unification match. I can't wait for you to watch this, man. This this matchup is so good. Now, I know you've seen it before, but I know that you couldn't really watch it, like, at the time. Yeah. So, like, I was more explaining it, and, like, dude, seriously, this match, oh, it's just, it's so good. But here we go. And you heard, you heard the rules, right? Yep, 20 count on the floor, Mm -hmm. three rope breaks, and then there is, uh... Can be changed hands. The titles can change hands on a disqualification and a countout. Yep. And if there's a double countout, double pin, or a double disqualification, the match gets restarted. Yeah, because they said that there must be a winner, basically. So look uh, at their set. That's not going to be well. Okay, so they're in England. Like, like, like they're in. Um, they're overseas they're in, in England. Um, and that's Nigel's homeland, basically. So. Uh, clearly Nigel McGinnis is the home favorite. Right. And this, God, this is, this was obviously like the best pure rivalry in, uh, ROH. Many have said. Just the best wrestling rivalry. Now. Clean break. Now, I don't think that that counted as a rope break. 
No. I don't think it did. Because here was the thing, right? So in the ROH, like, like pure championship, when it first started, originally that would be a rope break. But, um, like, I don't really think you could call a rope break. Ooh, I don't think you could call a rope break you being backed into it. You know, right. Kind of thing. It has to be you reaching for it. Exactly. Like, well, because at first they did count it. And a lot of athletes were confused. They were like, wait a minute. Like, I got backed into it. Like, how, how am I supposed to avoid it? They're like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Yeah, right now, Daniel O'Brien Danielson, sorry, uh, old habits die hard. <laughs> Trust me, the there, arm there, there, of is no, there is no yes in this thing. Like, he looks completely different. Oh, yeah. Like, he looks like William Regal. He looks determined. In fact, that's like, exact, like the tights and boots and even knee pads. Like, that's literally William Regal stuff. Oh, and nice then look at that. Oh, slapped him because he slapped him. And look, you see the referee. He's like, "That's okay, it's fine." Nothing I can do about it. They can strike. They, they, see, like he said it. He's like, "Open palm, no problem." I don't know what it was about this matchup, but just this matchup, just everything worked. And you'll even see it. Like this might be one of the best match endings I've seen since like. Bret Hart and Stone Cold. That's saying a lot. It's just one of those like just good endings where it just all made sense. And here we go. So that's not a rope break, obviously, no. right there. And again, if you're uh, you know able to watch this at home while we are doing this, thank you so much for uh, for doing it. It's not a full pay per view. Uh, or anything like that, but we will be doing those uh, eventually in the future. Maybe not on this podcast, but something special that we've got going on, maybe. But yep. um, Just stay tuned. Yeah. You'll find out about that later on uh, in the next coming few weeks. Well, I've been wanting to do that for a while. Nice move right there by Daniels. And then look. And just chopping it up with the fans. Well, he, he would literally yell out that he was the best in the world and stuff like that. And I don't care what he says, okay? You know it, and I know it from his moveset. He is a Chris Benoit fan. Yeah, this is definitely... He can't say that in WWE in those documentaries, obviously, but you can just tell. He even says, he's like, I like guys like Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero, and then obviously he wanted to say Benoit. Obviously, yeah, he's he, a huge... But he was he a literally fan. does the diving headbutt and the freaking crossface. Yeah. Oh, kicked him in the back. Nice. And dude, Nigel McGinnis, he is just... Oh my god. The two of them together, though, like, they're obviously complete polar opposites, and I don't think that they really talk that much. But it's this is basically Rock and Austin right here. Yes, it literally is. It's just it's it's that kind of it. This is Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose type thing. Nice flip. It's Flair and Steamboat for God's sakes. Oh, yeah, Flair and Sting. Yeah, Flair and Sting. Every matchup that they had was great. All right, Nigel's got a headlock on Danielson there. Mm -hmm. Danielson reverses it. We go with some more reversals. 
Oh, that was the thing about McGinnis and Duke. They actually have another match after this, believe it or not. <laughs> they have another matchup. It's a two out of three false match. It's like an hour and something. Jesus so Christ. so much into it. Um, still not a rope break. Yep, he's still just not. holding there. He's gonna oh, oh he drag that down. arm pretty hard. Yep. Well, Nigel's finishing maneuver technically is the um, um, I guess you don't remember it. Well, because I, I don't like it's a clothesline, but it's like a slingshot clothesline or something like huh. that. Where like he he inst- pulls him back in. No, so okay, it's not like like it's not like a clothesline from hell. Basically, it's not the like the clothesline from hell is just him running, you know, right a clothesline. But his is like he bounces off on the like he bounces through the ropes, like he like he falls back through the ropes and then he comes back up. Oh, and like, like Dean Ambrose him. almost. Yeah, that was that's exactly what it was from. It's like Dean Ambrose. He stole that from Nigel McGinnis because Nigel is the only one that ever did that. Which is nothing wrong with that, obviously, nah. but Nigel, like, legit fucked his arm up doing that. <laughs> fucked Idiot. both arms up, to be quite honest. Yeah, that's probably why he's not wrestling at all these days. Well, you'll see why. No, that's not why. What's why is because he has concussions. That makes sense, too. We're off to a really slow and, start here. Well, they're showing you wrestling. They're showing me nope, rest nope, spots. Nope. Look, if you could hear him, like, 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 you could literally hear him. He, he's like, he's like, nope, nope, no sir, nope, nope, nope. And look, he's now see if he if he grabs for the ropes now that is a rope break, right? So he would use up a rope break. Again, you only get three. That's a very unique rule. Drop kick. Beautiful drop kick. And and Danielson did not care, by the way. This was part of Danielson's character at the time. He did not, like, a lot of people would say that about his matches, that they were boring and stuff like that. He's like, I don't care. I'm the best wrestler in the world, and this is how I'm going to win matches. I do not care if you think it's boring. Yeah. I'm methodical kind of thing, you know? Oh, nice uppercut. But it doesn't matter. Oh, nice. Ooh, double chop to the chest. And again, trust me, the pace is going to, you know... The pace picks up when it needs to. Beautiful. Yes, I love the way he does that. That butterfly suplex into mm-hmm, the, the armor. Really? Now that's a rope break. That's a rope break. And then, of course, his I have till five. And everyone has till five, obviously. But I don't know. He somehow got it over. Nobody thought to say I have till five. But then again, no one just thought to say yes. (laughs) Or no, for that matter. That, too. And Nigel. Oh, Nigel's no for that. Oh, I love this. Oh, Tower of that London. Was really nice. I thought he was going to go for like a reverse DDT or no, something. I'm sorry, that's not the Tower of London, but that that is a Nigel McGinnis like trait. He always did that move. 
I forget what it's called though. It's been so long since yeah. like I've I've seen him, but his his stuff is so good. And again, this matchup's so good. Oh, oh, nice! I love that. This rivalry is so good. It was so good in ROH that they made a whole DVD of it. Like, yeah, the, I remember that DVD. The DVD is just—it's every single matchup that they had in ROH, but it's just them. Yeah, it even covers the time that they were a tag team for a minute. Damn. Oh, nice that running lariat. Back on the attack, though, Nigel. You can definitely tell, though, that like Nigel is pure in the. Uh, in like the British style of wrestling, would it, would you agree? Oh yeah, I agree. The UK style. He's using a lot of uh, UK uh, oriented moves. And then of course, like Brian Danielson, you could tell he was trained by William Regal. Yeah. He, like they always say Shawn Michaels training camp, but like I'm pretty sure Danielson will tell you that like he probably barely saw Shawn Michaels. I mean, he really did. Is his is Shawn Michaels' camp still going on, or did he shut that down like I'm years ago? I'm not really sure if his camp is still running or not. That's something is else just, we need to look up. Is it just ran by someone else? Because like I would just be like, why would like why would his camp not be around, or is it part of WWE now? Basically, I'm not sure. It probably is part of WWE now that he's with Smack, uh, not Smack, NXT. So, could very well be. Because I mean. William Regal legit trained Brian Danielson. Duck the clothesline. Oh, nice. Oh, beautiful. And Siguri. Oh, they pull out everything. So, like, that production basically is like, is like pretty much the independent organization at the time that ran there and that building a lot. Yeah. And they had, like, some big tournaments. Um, too, that Nigel McGuinness was in. So was, like, Matt Seidel and El Generico. In fact, the ring broke in the middle of it. Wow. Oh! Nice. Double stump with the knees tucked up to in the feet. Best wrestler in the world. So, so basically, right there, folks, why was that a big... <laughs> why was that a big moment right there? So... Danielson looked like he was going for, like, that surfboard thing, right? Yeah, he did. But instead, you know, he was trying to get the crowd involved, and then he was like, screw you people. Like, I don't care what you want to see. Again, that was his character when he was the ROH champion. True. Oh, look at this. Oh, my God. Look at that! What in the world? No, no, no. Oh, whoa! Whoa! Dude, that was beautiful. That was now, one what of are you going to do? Suplexes I've ever seen. They're top rope suplexes. Headbutt. That looked more like the safe way of doing it. Yeah, I guess you could say that. That looked more like the safe way. Oh, cattle mutilation! Cattle mutilation! Wow. Wow. Like he's going to tap here. He's no. getting close. No, there's no way. He's fighting it. There's that. a rope break. Oh, uh, yep, yep. Now, see, that's the second rope break. All right? They've got the one more left. One. Well, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, excuse me. Old habits, not See, old. two. 
Yep. That's the thing about this. Like, like you kind of have to play that strategy. Dogs. See, this is what made ROH so good. Oh, look at this. I know exactly what he's going for. He's going for Tower of London. Here it is. Tower of London. Oh, beautiful. Okay. There's now, see, Brian Danielson that's a rope break. break for Brian Danielson. I believe that's one. Yeah, because Nigel's down two to one, basically, on that. And then his version of countermutilation, because he did that to piss Danielson <laughs> off. It's just funny. He did that, like, he actually beat like some people at this time with that move because he was pissed at Danielson basically that's how fierce the rivalry was he's the only one too that ever really did that there we go there's the second one so now they're one one each two to two basically well I'm saying they have one each yeah 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 well they have two each no I'm saying they have one more left each oh oh okay there you go yeah now they're on the outside, and it's a 20 count. Here we go. You can do a lot of stuff in 20 seconds. Well, this is well, very I true. Like, uppercut your opponent. <laughs> you can do a lot of stuff afterwards if you break the count, too, because the count just keeps going. I'm okay when guys do that. I'm not okay when, like, the referee is just out there the whole time, you know, kind of thing. All right, here we go. Table in play. Oh, my God. Did you see the way he took that? Yeah, that was... I mean, that's kind of horrible. Well, there is a reason he had concussions. Yeah. He, I guess he'd like to be more, they like to be more realistic, I guess. Okay. That one, that one might doing? not have been too bad. I think that was probably just, you know, he just was really good at that. But here we go. Now, this is not an illegal object or anything like that, because this is that ringside. That's the timekeeper's belt or like table. If anyone's wondering where they got it from, which is funny, but that table's pretty thick. And Danielson rolls back into the ring. Of course, he wins if he if he counts him out too. What the hell is all they had all over that table? Spaghetti and other stuff. I can see the inch and circles inside the wood grain. But, you know, there have been, like, seven other matches that have taken place on this night. Maybe. Oof. Oh, my God. Here we go. Here they go. Now just train blows. Look at the crowd. Look at how into it they are. Oh, here we go. Danielson. Oh! Oh! Big Lariat! That was a huge one of that. Yeah, that's not that's not the lariat that he does, but all right, so it's like a slingshot lariat. Right. Is what he does, I guess, as his finisher. I don't know like I, I don't think he ever gave it a name or anything like that. That's why like I have trouble like trying to figure out what it is kind of thing. Oh, here we go. Oh, right to the face. Nose him inside. Oh, elbow. Right to the nose. No. Oh, countermutilation. No, no, no. He's trying to block it. Cross-faced chicken wing. A cross-faced chicken wing. He was a huge Bob Backlund fan, and he loves the cross-faced chicken wing. He basically, and he won the ROH title with this, too. 
Oh, oh now he's oh, really man. got it cinched in. Now he's really got it cinched in. Oh, here we go. Nigel's trying to fight. He's got one. Yeah, rope right but if left. he if he if he grabs the rope, that's it. Well, he did it. That's, that's he it. He had no choice. Had no choice. So now he has no rope breaks left. Has no choice. And, and look, Danielson. Yep. Yeah, see? Over. No more. Look at him. He's jaw jacking with the fans. Oh, of course. He literally says, "I will kill every single one of you right there." <laughs> That's he was funny. a prick in ROH, man. Held it back, like with with his ROH World Title run. He was not a good guy. In fact, he turns on ROH against CZW. He doesn't align himself him. with CZW, but he just, you know, here he goes. The dragon's gonna fly. Oh, oh right he foot. took that straight to the head too. Did you see that? Yeah. He went down like a sack of potatoes real fast. <laughs> he's knocked for a loop. So I guess just making sure he didn't knock any teeth out right there. And he's probably just like, holy shit, I just got literally knocked for a loop. Maybe I shouldn't have taken it like that. <laughs> <laughs> and now Nigel's getting fired up. Remember, he's the hometown hero in this. Right. All slaps. Wow. Look Back at this. Forth. Look at this. Oh! Oh! Those slaps... Oh, he slapped the sweat right off his face. Oh. Oh, look at that. Oh, my God. Brian And look, look at the ref. He's just like, nothing wrong. Uh Uh-oh. Reversal. Oh, oh. oh, he dropped him right on the ropes on his giblets. I kind of like that it was screwed up a little bit, too. Yeah. Uh, and then... Oh! oh! <laughs> the Miz you, definitely did that to Danielson. How do you clothesline somebody off the middle and bottom rope? Uh, He just did it. One, two, and now Daniel sits out of rope breaks. Both men yeah. are out of rope breaks. The ropes are in play. So that means that you can lock on a submission hold and actually yeah. actually if you try to put your uh leg up on the rope to break the pinfall nothing's gonna happen. Exactly. It'll just Continued to count. They had a few matches that ended like that. That's how McGinnis beat Samoa Joe of all people. What's he going for? Something what is crazy. Brian Danielson getting ready to go for? Uh, apparently nothing because Nigel's blocking it. A headbutt. Ginnison didn't usually go up top. Ginnison's down. Oh, big drop kick. Still down. But he won't give up. Oh, now look at this. What you going? He's going for the chicken wing on the thing. Back. And look, there, he can't do anything about it. He can literally, he can tap. This is not, yeah, this is the difference. 
See, the ref is asking him. Normally, you know, this would be one, be two, one, two, three. three. Yeah. But it's not. Oh, Tower of London! Oh, here's the cover. Yeah, got the cover. No. Kick out. Still kicked out. They're still going. This is so good. Meltzer gave this five stars. Like, and, you know, he, he doesn't um, rate every ROH match like that or anything like that. He's only rated two ROH matches like that. Um, well, he's done more since then, but before this, it was... Oh, look at... Th what the fuck? Oh. Oh! Look at this, Chris. Oh! He's literally taking it! And smiling about it. He's bleeding from oh, the mouth. Oh, that's, right that's a head. hard way, too. That's definitely not no damn blade. I have to believe somehow that there just wasn't that much force with that for some reason. Could have been. I, 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 dude, I don't know, man. And then look at look at Daniels' face. Jock kicks him over. Oh my god! Oh! Oh wow. shit! Holy shit, Chris! All I can say to that is wow. Holy shit! This is insane. Yeah, this isn't Mr. Yes Man in it. This is no, more this like is this is up, what man. this is what I thought that we were gonna get and what we kinda started to get with his heel turn in WWE, which I thought was great and cut way too short. I really did. I thought technically he should still be healed now. But that's just me. Alright. Dude, look at look at the blood. That's a lot of blood. This was a WWE match to be over with by now. Well, at this time it wouldn't have been. This was a this was like, you know, around that time and it this was around yeah. that time. Yeah, when 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 there was a lot of blood and everything. Oh, look at that! He kicked him back right over the top. He almost kicked that fan right in the face. Almost. You see that? That was insane. Imagine Remember, it's like a twenty count. Going. Remember, it's a twenty count. And the ref is probably like he he's just like holy shit! I can't get back in. Look at this. Oh my god. He's almost out. He got in! Oh, now Just he's pissed. Barely. Now he's pissed. What's he got in his hand? Nothing. He didn't have anything. He's just firing up. He's hulking up. He's firing up. Come on. Oh! Oh! Headbutts. 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 Oh! Oh, that's definitely not COVID nineteen sanctioned. Oh no, hell no! Then here we go. Oh, what's Guinness doing here? Snapping back on the ropes. 
Another headbutt. Another headbutt. God. Too many headbutts, man. Oh, another, another one. Headbutt. Here it is. There it is. Ooh, oh, he didn't hit it that time. No. Here we go. Bye. Got him. A little bit That's of a box on that second one, but he got it nonetheless. Wow. Oh, my God. The fans are eating it up, man. How can you not? Think if you saw this live, you would just be like, what the fuck? Like, oh, my God. He's going to cover him. Look at the blood on the mat. Jeez. He's got to get the cover. One, two, no. Oh, he reversed whoa, whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, cattle mutilation. And remember, he can't get, it doesn't matter if he gets to the ropes. I remember, too, I don't know what it was about uh, about this, but the announcers even called this just at the perfect amount. It's like one of the only times these ROH announcers, like, well, these ROH announcers really weren't that bad, but yeah. there just wasn't that much to them. But for some reason on this night, like like on this particular matchup, he just nailed it. Like, right. everyone just nailed it. And then, look, see? He's on the ropes. He can't do anything. So, he's trying to, like... Oh, look at that. Oh, he... Oh, re- Daniel Bryanson got him, but Nigel's Well, he's fighting. got him, but he can't... Oh, look out. One, two! He got him. What's Daniel's... Look out! Headbutts like crazy again. No, uh-uh. These are elbows. Elbows to the head. Is Nigel out? Now watch this, Chris. I'm watching. You see what the ref just said right there? This is what makes this matchup just the perfect ending to a like one of the most perfect endings I've ever seen to a matchup. Okay, Brian is like just going crazy. I need to knock him out. I can't do anything to put him away. Right. And so he he knocks him out, and the ref literally comes over and screams at him. He's like he's like he's like it's over, Brian. It's over. It's over. Like that. Like I'm just wow. like I have never seen that before in my life. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. That's like a Hollywood type ending to a map. Like, like to something. Wow. Like, like now you see why I now, rant and rave about this map. So that much. has got to be one of, if not the best, pure professional wrestling matches I have seen in a while. No craziness. No out of control moves, and when no, and when they did, it was at the right moment. It was at the right moment. It wasn't just for the sake of having a spot. It was part of the match. It was part of the story. It made yes. perfect sense. So yeah, I will say that is uh, on the top tier of uh, and the wrestling that that like like the chain wrestling that the two were doing. Yeah, the like I said. Top just, notch. just amazing, amazing matchup. And if you want to check this out, I encourage you to do it with the sound way, way up. Yes. Hearing the announcers, hearing the action. It's just, it is an incredible, that's a work of art right yes, there. That is, that is exactly what it is. And, and, and you know, 
it's sad that Nigel McGuinness didn't really get to live out a career in WWE. You know, he had a brief run in in TNA and whatnot. Um, And just, you know, his career took a turn, you know, kind of thing. Uh, Injuries caught up with him and stuff like that. But he had a memorable run in ROH. He might have lost the ROH Pure Championship and Brian Danielson is your winner and he is the one that unifies uh, the ROH Championship and the uh, Pure Championship and then it officially becomes the ROH World Championship. Um, But Nigel McGuinness would go on uh, eventually to capture the ROH World Championship and he would have an awesome run. Uh, with it, so uh, just just an amazing matchup, right from yeah. top to bottom, top to bottom, man, I love it. Yeah, it, it was great. Enough. We'll it, have to watch it again. Definitely have to watch that one again. Oh, right. I, I mean, it was just it not was, tonight, but yeah. No, 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 uh, no, no. That is actually it for this edition of the Stovall Wrestling Network. Uh, I want to thank each and every single one of you for tuning in, as always. And remember, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Radio, iHeartRadio. You can find us wherever you get your podcast yes. from. And, of course, TMB Studios itself. Yes. Uh, we have all past episodes and everything like that. And, you know, me and Chris, when we get together, we we do these uh, watch-alongs uh, at times, and I really like them, uh, Chris. I don't know yeah. about you. I love them. This is, this is something unique and different, and uh, it, right. it, it allows us to revisit history, revisit some great wrestling, and bring you guys along for the ride. Yeah, and actually, like, give our thoughts, like, while the match is going on. Because I find, like... After you watch a match, it's hard to like really do it unless you're watching the match Correct. itself. We I, tried it in the past. It didn't work out so well. This is different. This is unique. This is the way it needed to be. So yeah. Now so it's that way. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll be doing uh, another one uh, next week on, on the podcast. If Chris Dickens here, we'll show up. Um, oh, definitely. We'll, we'll be here. Live uh, and in person. If he doesn't, you know James Kitchen. Baby! On the show. <laughs> Is going to be on the show then. Speaking of James Kitchens, uh, me and him have a show uh, called An Evolved Review where we uh, review Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, and I believe we're, we're looking into reviewing some other stuff uh, in wrestling. Right. Um, I, I don't know exactly uh, the plan, so to speak, but it's mostly Dark Side of the Ring is what we're okay. what we're reviewing. You know, so. I just had an episode air with... Uh, Former Flatline Pro Wrestling owner and current referee yes. in the Indies, uh, Chris Wiggins. Yes, uh, uh, it was it was a very much talked about episode too. It was uh, it was on the Montreal Screw Shop, where I got to do my Vince Russo impersonation for Chris. In fact, he actually asked for it in the episode. He was like, he was like Stovall, you got to do Vince Russo's impersonation of trying to uh, pitch the idea or something." Like- Kitchens asked you to do that, or Wiggins asked Wiggins, you? Wiggins, Wiggins asked me to do wow, it. Wow, that's incredible! I so. did it. He was like, he was like, please do me. Uh, your so I, I did from the brawl for all where he looked. He literally looked at the brawl for all, which has been named the worst idea ever in the history of wrestling, yes. which is saying something. And he got, and he literally looks at it. And he just goes, I, I gotta be honest with you, bro. From from uh, from a fan's perspective. 
I'm totally entertained by this. <laughs> I was like, that was for man's mouth. So yeah, wow. I did it. Like, I, so it was great. To well, do see that. that lets you know right there that Chris Wiggins has been listening to SWN <laughs> in order yeah. for him to ask for that. Yeah. So uh, he, he did. I was gonna keep it away. Like I was just like, I'm not gonna do it because sometimes I cuss too much and I didn't want that on that particular podcast. Right. But he said he he said no, please do it. I was like, all right. <laughs> like, like so, but it's an evolved review. Uh, check it out. We talk about dark side of the wrestling, and we're gonna have a very special guest on. And if you know anything about James, it's gonna be very interesting who we're gonna have on. Uh, so, so don't uh, miss it. Check it out. Also, but that's an evolved review as far as here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. I believe that is it. It's yes. been fun. He is the man, the, uh, uh, Mr. TMB Studios himself, Chris Dickens. That's right. And I am the one and only Caleb Stovall. I will see all of you later. Peace out, everyone. Happy wrestling.